Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 565 for the week of December 5th, 2020. I'm your Chris, host Privateer. And joining me today, Anna Marie Privateer. <laughs> Hello, hosts. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Robert Albright. Hello. Kelly Ryan. Jealous of cats. And uh, Josh Carpenter. Howdy, host. In some in some time we might get an Alex Fuller, but I don't think we have him yet. No. Thanks everybody for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> no. Why is it a short show? I don't know because I have more WoW to play. Kelly, well, I've I been mean, playing a lot of WoW. Play. Yeah, I mean you can play WoW at the same time. As what? I am. As doing the show. Oh. No. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> no, he's hosting. Don't nope, encourage nope, him that's to be fine. bad. She told me to. <clears throat> Time for me to do it. It just so happens I have it booted up right here. So how convenient. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly, for the lead-in. <clears throat> I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft, so I have gotten through all the story, or the main story of the of the expansion, all the single-player stuff, except for my Covenant campaign, because that... That's meant to be broken up over a few weeks. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, mildly annoying that they uh, are drip feeding that just to keep you subbed. Yeah, I think so. I have not liked that practice, and they've been really bad about doing that. They've done it in the last couple expansions, right? Uh, but, but, Legion. but also, Chris, screw you for being a druid in the maw. What? Oh, right, because I can mount. Self-mount. Every single time I go to the mall, it's like, Control-R, control my hotkey for mounting up, like, why isn't it working? Oh, I'm in the damn maw. Yeah, maw. someone actually made a mod to tell you how many times you have tried to mount in the oh, mall. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what a good idea. That would just depress me if I looked at that number. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I'm, although there is at least a mob you can kill and steal his mount. Yeah, I've I've seen that one. I I just I get irritated. And there are some <laughs> mount specifics to the uh, moss specific mounts, right? I just don't know how I'm you get them. Sh- There's two. I'm of not them. sure. I've seen them on Wowhead, but I don't know if you can actually get them yet. Are they like the uh, Karaji battle tanks that you can only get and use in on Karaji? I don't know. Although there is a Karaji battle tank that you can get uh, through um, archaeology. Yeah, I knew that, but but back in the day, that was those um, things were specifically for on Karaji to make it less irritating because that place is huge. Yes. So this Uh, one is. uh, Oh wow! It's for. As of beta, this mount you get by finishing the eighth layer of Twisted Corridors, which is the random dungeon thing. So, Oh, yeah, lovely. Good luck on that one. <laughs> That'll be a you while. A you can't even do that. that yet. You can only go through oh. the third layer at the moment. <laughs> also, I've, I've been calling it uh, Grand Theft Azeroth because of the whole 
uh, jail or eyes of the jail or wanted level thing. Yeah, isn't that annoying? You got okay. So, uh, World of Warcraft. We're talking World of Warcraft, the latest expansion. It's you go to the afterlife. They've done an okay job of trying to unify the entire universe's afterlifes into one afterlife thing. There are plot holes. You have to deal there, with it. There are plot holes, and it's very. It's most everything looks like it came from Azeroth. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, just yeah. ignore all that. <laughs> they, they do. They make it clear. It's not just Azeroth, but mm. <laughs> most everything looks like it could come from Azeroth. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny how that works. Are we questioning theology in the WoW universe? I know, right? Now? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not questioning theology. I'm questioning. Their design team's lack uh, of creating There's a new word models. for this. It's um, the world. Oh, never mind. It, epis, it doesn't matter. The okay. So ignoring all that, expansion's ignoring. fun. I like it. Um, some zones are better than others. I really like Arden Weald, um, but it's admittedly the most normal WoW zone out of all of them. I think. Well, other than the Undead Zone, which is also very normal WoW. Um, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Honestly, I thought the story for Ardenwald was one of the better presented ones. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, the most mm. like we're doing something useful and helpful and we're being good guys. And this is this has a point. It's also like the only zone that feels like an, a, an actual afterlife where the others mm-hmm. all have a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I pick the cult for my covenant. Good for you. Because... Because I like their uh, mounts available the best, and I, I love the little owl boys. I, I have a little owl that follows me and says, Yoo-hoo-hoo, and, she, and she's so adorable, and I just want to pinch her little owly cheeks. And she'll play songs um, for you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, follow me around. I don't know if you've, you all noticed this, but sometimes in some of the other zones, like um, I have been on Bastion, no, not Bastion, Maldraxxus, and... I've picked Faye, and sometimes the NPCs will be like, hey, you know you got some Faye glitter following yes! you? Yeah. I saw that last night! <laughs> you have fairy glitter on you. Like, oops. <laughs> They're making fun of me for being from Ardenweald. <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those things to where I agonized over my choice for, like, the entire time leveling, because it's like, well, do I pick what's right for my class? Do I pick what... I like personally, and then you go to Wowhead and you look at the breakdown of which one uh, is best for each class, and it's like clearly Night Fay is the most broken one because nearly every class they recommend Night Fay, including mine, Why? which is uh, I guess they have the best abilities overall. What, just as the, far as the con- convoke the spirits or something else. The, the soul binds. Oh, I, I think it goes off of like okay. what soul binds are best because if I if I look at my soul bind, it's very um, healy tuned, mm-hmm. which you know for a hunter is kind of useless. Why well, in the world is the vampire covenant giving you heal tuned soul binds? Well, no, I, I'm I was, in the. Oh, you're in, in the, the other angel covenant. I keep thinking, yeah, I'm in the angel covenant. Oh, that's what you meant by the cult. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, on r slash wow have been joking it's that, true um, though it's like forget all your memories follow the yeah. path drink the kool-aid yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drink the kool-aid <laughs> so um there's usually a soul bind that is a little more attuned for the different aspects though i've, I've noticed that even with like um 
the Wild Hunt, Fake Covenant, whatever you want to call it, um, they have one that is a little more DPS-y and a little more tanky and a little more Healy-based. So, you, unfortunately, they're not all at, unlocked at the same time, which... And so, especially if you're going to be a raider, that is a big thing. Where you, So that's how come they're recommending certain ones sooner because of the fact, oh, you're going to get your Healy one sooner in this covenant than that uh, covenant. right. Okay. And I imagine that that's what the big controversy was about not being able to switch these on the fly. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Yeah. What did you just my, eat off my desk, cat? My recommendation is, unless you're like doing Mythic Plus crap, just pick whatever one you want. It yeah, doesn't I, matter. That's of course going to be my recommendation. What what will you have the most fun with? And for me, that is the one that is not an undead party, not a cult, and not icky, gross vampires. <laughs> but you get to have tea parties with the icky, gross oh, vampires. That's right. Have you been able to do the tea party achievement then? No, I've, I've got seen to that. I don't know a, how to do it. I um, think so it's um, it's done by World Quests. Oh, and each one. So the different people at the tea party have their own World Quests. Ah. I've only done the first one. The second one was up, but I didn't want to do it because I was. This expansion to. has a lot of fun stuff in it. The vampires have tea parties. Uh, yeah. And, oh, the and mad the, vampire has a tea party. The mad vampire. Yes. And the. Uh, don't the Night Fae have plays? Yes. Is that something that anybody can do, or do you have to be no, part that's, of the Night Fae? No, you get that play for joining the Night Fae. Okay. Just like, Darn. But like the Revendreth, the vampires, their thing is like, you can... <laughs> what? How do they describe it? It's on the thing. You will gain more anima and um, uh, redeem souls by throwing fabulous parties. <laughs> Like, wait, what? Well, <laughs> fabulous. Play. Um, actually, that is a daily um, rare boss that you the, can fight. Yeah, that that comes from that play. Yes. Yeah, but it's I've not the same as the play. The play is amazing. The play is amazing. I love that. The flavor text that you were showing me from those plays had me in stitches, particularly yeah. the crap about the big sword. How do you stab a planet? <laughs> how does it still survive with a sword in it <laughs> yeah i will say um, and, and i'm going to because uh, i'm sure many people have gotten through but there may be some out there who haven't i'll keep it non-spoilery i did feel really bad for one of the npcs during that whole yeah. play though yeah but you're supposed to so you're supposed to yeah oh her yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. She's been out of it for a while. She this is all news to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I thought that was all just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I was like, oh. uh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> oh, honey. No, no, we're, we're not saying the No, no, the for episode, her. So. It's like, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> uh, um my, my one well, I mean, I have a few complaints, but I haven't really yeah. thought of them, but the one complaint on the top of my head is that whichever dev at Blizzard thought that we didn't need the flight whistle this expansion, I, I want his head on a pike. Oh, yeah, I have been missing that. Because um, in, in an interview, they said that the zones are so small that you won't need it. I'm like, no. Yeah, we do. You, no, you're, you're full of crap. We <laughs> needed it. Yeah, they're they're pretty damn big. Um, 
Bastion alone has like this one area that just has no flight paths whatsoever. So if you got a world quest out there, um, like tough nuggets. Uh, and and they're, part of their excuse is that they said that you know you could be you be able to unlock um, flight paths and special travel things, but that takes a while and just. I'm just so frustrated that we had such a good way to travel and not have it not be frustrating, and then they took it out. And the game has also been kind of teasing you about being able to fly between the various zones, and they said that we're going to get flying in the first content patch. I will believe that when I see it. Um, and yeah, that, that's been my one complaint so far about this expansion. Otherwise, I've been having a lot of fun um running around doing world quests. I've got my main hunter at max level and I'm working on leveling my death, my Pandaren death Knight through the expansion. And I don't know if you guys have started any alts yet. No, but the I alt experience not. is oh. sounds cool. Cause it's, it's kind of inspired by Diablo three. Yeah. Whereas your secondary characters, you don't really have to do the story quests. You can just no. jump right into the post game content. You do world quests, and you can just you get a quest to like help the various covenants, and you fill up a meter, and then when you fill up that meter and turn in that quest, you get a buttload of experience, um, and you, you get all kinds of gear and stuff too. And I, it's really I'm smart. kind of annoyed. I'm kind of annoyed that you get more of a fast track to your covenant that way compared to your main. Yeah, but because yeah. you you. How do I explain it? You actually you get like that get fast your renown. track because now you've understood all the story and all that stuff. You yeah. don't need all that again. So of course it's yeah. a fast track. Oh, I mean it's just, it, it's cool that they did it like that. I just feel like you, your first tune definitely kind of gets a little bit of the shaft. Um, not being able to get access to that stuff a little bit earlier while you're leveling, but it, it's fine. Um. If you don't like it, then you could always pick the other way, which is loving through the story, because they give you a choice as soon as you. Uh, yeah, you can get keep out of doing the, the story leveling if you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I even saw something debating, you know, which way is actually faster. Um, the second way is actually pretty fast. Okay. Yeah, I I've not actually started it because I've been trying to do other things like I'm currently in Mythic Nighthold trying to get transmog. Oh, and um Torghast. Torghast is fun. I've I've Torghast really enjoyed is Torghast. I've heard doing it with a party of more than two is very hard. Oh yeah? Yeah. So it scales. Scales and I heard the scaling past two people is like redonkulous. I haven't tried it with a second person yet. Mainly because um, Vaughn's been just kind of—he'd be who I played with. He's just been kind of um, on and off on the game, and I've been hooked hooked on the game like crack, which is why I've barely played anything else. Yeah, well, but, starting next week, I'll be trying to split my time between WoW and Final Fantasy fourteen for a bit. I can't, I can't do two MMOs at the same time. I tried that once, and I'm like, nope. I will wait for the inevitable Shadowlands drought. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's been well in a nutshell. We'll see how we'll see how I feel about this expansion come later content patches. Right right now, I'm liking it a lot better than BFA, but that's a pretty low bar. Yeah. Well, I'm I will say I was not sold on it. You know, Bastion and Maldraxxus really just felt meh. Ardenweld helped pick it up. I really like how they played uh, the Revendreth. So I I still think this is. It's definitely no. I would say this is. It's like not a, Legion. <laughs> it's not Legion. It's not Lich King. I really did enjoy Pandaria. Um, till the end. I mean, the big. You yeah, know, you're right. Yeah. But but this one is better as, at the end than the beginning. Pandaria is better at the beginning than at the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I don't. I don't think anything will top Lich King. Yeah. But at this point, Lich King has nostalgia. So. Oh yeah. Which which king was the time in the game where I felt like I was making progress and you know could just play every day and still have fun, and that was even before World Quest. And I felt like World Quests were kind of a game changer. Mm-hmm. World Quests are too slow. I don't know. Uh, oh, there's yeah, something no, about they... the progress. So when I got back into the WoW a few weeks ago, I was doing this whole um, catch up on Battle for Azeroth, and what I liked mm-hmm. is just. There's so much for me to do because I was so far behind, and mm-hmm. I'm missing that right now because it feels like there's not that much. Th- there's plenty for me to do. Don't get me wrong about that, but not. Mm, I'm not making fast progress like I was yeah. in Battle for Azeroth catch up, which they yeah. Oh. They said that they deliberately tuned up World Quest to be harder because they didn't like how quick they were. And that that annoys me. Well, I mean, I mean, World Quest. Let's compare to, you know, the equivalent from Final Fantasy fourteen, which is, um, the fate system. You know, fates are constantly resetting, and I think that's the main issue World Quest has is they don't. Mm-hmm. They only pop up every several. You know, they last for like a whole day, and they only pop up every so many hours. Yeah. And that's, I think, their biggest issue. I don't know. Is uh, can you do? Have you done them all and run out? I've run out in Bastion. Because I, I, one thing I haven't done is run out of world quests. It's just that doing world quests is still really slow progress. Is my feeling? Yeah, they're they're very tedious this time around, and that's by intent because they didn't like just how pop in pop out they were. Which is frustrating because that's why I liked World Quest. You, you can hop in, do, finish out your um, whole, like in BFA it was the uh, emissaries. You can finish out your whole emissary on your lunch break and be fine. And it, it feels like this time around, it's like I get two done in my lunch break and have to have to go back to work because I, I work from home. And that's what I do during my lunch break is I tr- try to do dailies. So. Yeah, I, there's something I think Blizzard may have taken the wrong lesson. It's okay to be done with a thing. Yeah, It's okay to finish and catch up and have nothing left to do and then be like, okay, it's time to do something else. I mean, yeah, you made this wonderful alt-leveling system, so if people want to keep playing, they could do that. I don't know. 
whatever. Yeah, because yeah, I guess everyone's going to be mad no matter what they choose to do. But yeah, well, see, that's what I was saying. You know, Final Fantasy fourteen, the equivalent is Fates, and they just constantly are rolling. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a much better. You know, so but they don't making- give you the progress that this gives you. Like you don't get anima that you need for progressing your your halls and stuff from Fates, and- right? And I don't really consider Final Fantasy XIV to be an alt-friendly game because there's really no no need to roll an alt in Final Fantasy XIV. If you want to play a different class in Final Fantasy XIV, you just level a different class. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, I, I digress. I, I, I do get a little bit frustrated with how grindy Blizzard ba- has been, been making things lately at, at, in a, an attempt to p- pad out your sub-numbers. But as my husband Vaughn says, Blizzard's going to Blizzard. That is true. But I, I'm still enjoying this sp- expansion so far, even at Endgame. I'm not f- irritated like I was with BFA. Yeah, for all my whining about how slow it is, I'm still playing it. So, oh yeah, I have to say. yeah. <laughs> so the last laugh's on me, apparently. I mean, if <sighs> we had island expeditions, and Ugh. that was pretty much it as far as in game. Oh, that sucked. Yes. Uh, that's all I've been playing. Have <laughs> you been playing anything else, Kelly? I booted up God Wars because um, we I um, took over as hosting for Backtrack, and we made a huge list of games that we want to cover next year, and that's that's on the list. Hey, congratulations uh, on getting your first show out as the host. Hey, thank you. I'm, I'm I, glad I everyone's tight, happy about how that's working out, and so that's I good. I ran a tight ship. I, I was like, we're I getting we're do, doing this live. We're getting <laughs> this done. No, I'm 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 kidding. Everybody. We're, we're trying to do um, shorter shows so that it, it can accommodate our time schedules better because some of those shows were just getting w- way too well, bloated. Which will let you do more frequent shows. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. That, that's a relative term on the, the shorter, you know, just not the four and a half hour epics anymore. Yeah. Try not to. Yeah, no. Um, we're trying to keep it to around two hours. I, I would like to shoot for like 90 minutes is the sweet spot, but some of those games, that's just going to be an impossible sweet spot to hit. But I, I do want to keep the shows a little bit shorter this time around. Um, we're only doing one game per show. Uh, that way we have more games to cover at the end of the day. We'll, for short games, we'll do maybe two a show, but that's going to be kind of rare. And we're shooting for a show every other week, except for like during holiday weeks, because I think we're all taking a break during Christmas. And yeah, um, feel free to give me feedback and criticism, because I'm um, constructive criticism, because I am welcoming of it. And yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make backtrack awesome. Make backtrack awesome again. Uh, not not quite put it like that. Oh, right. That <laughs> implies it wasn't awesome. Sorry. No, we, we were I mean. always awesome. We're just going to make, make tra- it awesome. Backtrack even more the awesomest. Yes, awesomer. And, and yeah, I'm, I don't know if you guys have played God Wars. No. I have. Oh. Yeah, I reviewed it back in the day. Oh, right. I, I forgot that you reviewed it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very much Final Fantasy Tactics, but set in uh, Eastern mythology. Yeah. 
it it it, it takes a lot both from kind of where history and mythology kind of meet in early Japan. So like Kaguya, the main character is a real historical figure. She is documented in like Chinese, uh, like, uh, uh, treaties and stuff. So like she, she really existed, but she's also like semi mythological, almost like a King Arthur in that sense, like, like kind of historical kind of mythological as well. It was like a really interesting setup for a game. Well, it, it kind of like the, um, you know, the in Chinese myth, um, the god of war, Guan Yu, he was a real person. Mm-hmm. Well, I had just unlocked the blue Oni character. Um, I can't remember her name now, but she's blue and is kind of is kind of dressed like a cat with a complete with a tiger skin bikini. A blue tiger skin bikini, and right now I'm trying to grind a little bit because that the priest ability has that persistence that gives you more job points that I want on every single character maxed out so that going forward that they can just be bleeding job points for the rest of the classes, mm-hmm. and then just kind of cakewalk through the entire game. And I'm I'm in the middle of doing side quests right now at the shrines. Um, do you get anything for like, giving money to the shrines to level them up? Man, it's been so long. I don't remember. Do you remember, Anna? Um, I do remember doing it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember what you get if you okay. get something or not. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. I mean, if there was no motivation to do it, I wouldn't have. I just don't remember what the motivation was. Okay. So that that being said, um, I, I'm loving this game so far. It is interesting going from Disgaea to this game because isometric RPG, and I find myself automatically hitting the uh, X button to attempt to, you know, in my turn. And like, oh, that this game doesn't work like that. Speaking <laughs> of Disgaea. Have you been getting confused the frick out by the accuser's voice actor being Laharl? Uh, I did not notice that. Oh, yeah, that's Laharl. Which, which one is the accuser? <laughs> um, the one you help out in Revendreth, who's okay. I. Oh. Who basically leads the leads the, leads avowed the rebellion or whatever? Yeah. I need to go seek her out now because I did not hear that. And once I hear that, I'm not going to be able to unhear it because that voice actress is also Rita Repulsa. Oh, wow. I didn't know <laughs> that. So every time I play this guy in here, uh, I just hear, I'm here to conquer Earth. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yes, I'm vitally free. <laughs> I did not know I've, that. <laughs> I have not watched Power Rangers in God knows how long, so I don't remember exactly what she said at the beginning of that. They've also got, um, if you've heard, uh, if you've watched uh, Teen Titans, the voice for Robin is one of the actors they use in this expansion a lot. And then oh. Leonardo from the Min- Ninja Turtles in the 80s is used a lot. <laughs> yeah, Cam, Cam Clark. I recognized him almost instantly because he's also all of the Blood Elves. Or all mm. of the male blood elves. Yeah. Um, 
Um, After 10,000 years, I am finally free. Now it is time to conquer Earth. Yeah, so hear that in your head whenever you hear uh, the accuser talk now. Um, I did that just from memory. (laughs) Matt Mercer is in it, and uh, Ardenwild. Which one is Matt Mercer? Because I don't know his voice by sound. Other than, Um, I know he's the one who says it's high noon, but I don't recognize him in game. He he is one of the fawn folk. In- oh, I bet you I know who. Okay, yeah, the one who sounds no, like the, dreamy. No, the yeah. one, the one that um we we um, a friend and I were really kind of glad to hear was the voice of the uh, the broker in the mall because uh, that voice actor is the same one who does Anna over in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I felt like I knew her voice. So back to the Ardenwield one, the Matt Mercer. Okay. This is the guy, he's in Persona games too, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, because like, this guy's from Persona, and I'm like, I don't know which guy he is in Persona, but I know, ah, you, you, not, the artist in Persona 5. Yeah, Yusuke. There you go. I think, I think that's his name. Not Yusuke, but Uh, I know what you mean. No, um, he's, uh, Matt Mercer is also Krom in Fire Emblem. Aha! And although, I, I will say my personal favorite voice of his is one he did for D, his uh, for his D and D, which is the uh, Pumat Soul. Yeah, yeah. If you but, watch Critical Role at all, then you cannot unhear Matt. But here's the thing: Battle for Azeroth had a lot of the Winnie the Pooh guy. Not so much in this one. What's up with that? Where'd Winnie the Pooh go? <gasps> I'm really sad. Could, could I, I'm just a conflict of um, time. <sighs> I mean, yeah, and oh. You know that uh, Megatron was in uh, Warlords of Draenor. Uh, maybe. At this point, he, I wouldn't he, remember. He was the bird um, Rashgar. Okay. He was the Skedis that uh, led the rebellion there. Mm. You couldn't unhear him. I must have unheard him. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a Critical Role fan at all, you won't be able to unhear some of the voices because Darian Mograin is Tallison, who's... um. What's up with this Mograin stuff? I feel like there's a lot of story there that I should know, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> is it just too old? I'll, I'll Am I just too far off, behind? Off, I'll discuss that with you off the podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's that much? All right. Yeah. Well, there was like... There was the comic that was all about Ashbringer. Oh, okay. Right, and, right. His dad is the reason that that sword is called that. All right, whatever. No, it's. But it's now Anduin has the sword, and all sorts of things no are going on. No, yeah, yeah Anduin because, found the shards and they reforged it. No, we have the sword. Someone has yeah, the sword. I, I was <laughs> having a little bit of a conniption fit. I'm so fit. confused. <laughs> I was having a little bit of a conniption fit because it's like, wait, how does he have that sword? We have that sword. He, no, and, they, then, and there's a flavor text. Yeah, I made a yeah. sword that looked like his old sword. <laughs> yeah, th- well, <laughs> Give me thank a break. You for clarif- <laughs> thank you for clarifying, Blizzard, so that, you know, red shirt guy doesn't have a lore conniption fit like I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know this looks like his old sword. That's because I made it do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was named after him. He liked it, so I made one that looks like it. <laughs> yeah, no, the Ashbringer is different. Because if nothing, I need consistency in my game about talking pandas and foxes. And it's very important. Don't you know that? Come on. And a sword sticking out. 
Look, listen. In Ardenweald, I can get a soul-shaped form of a fox, be a hunter who's a vulpin, and have two fox pets. So I could be a fox turning into a fox with my two foxes. And a fox mount. And, uh, oh, but you can't ride the fox mount while you're a fox. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately. Fox mini pet? Well, that's not true, because you'd be still a fox when you're in your human... In your oh, forms. right, because you're yes, a vulpin. Okay, yep, fox on fox with foxes. All the foxes. All the foxes. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> um, we've got we back to WoW. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we went back to WoW. <laughs> that that that's fine. That somebody else can contribute. That's all I've been playing. Um, Little flex of God Wars. A f ton of WoW. <laughs> unfortunately, WoW's the biggest big thing out until Cyberpunk. So, um. But uh, they're gonna I'm delay actually, that again. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm I actually managed to find my Vita, find my chewed on power cord. Thanks, kids, and uh, still works. And I've been playing Criminal Girls too. Again? Uh, no, or no, no. Still? I was playing Criminal oh, Girls. Oh, now you're in a sequel. Okay. One, which um, I've I've not actually fully beaten before, so I'm I'm going to try and do that because the. Extra last boss just kicked my hiney six ways to Saturday. But, um, so, yeah, it's another game we've covered. I, I forget what our reviews were like, because that was how many years ago? Did we it was review a while. them? But, um... I feel like you would have reviewed them, man. No, it was while I wasn't writing reviews. Oh... So, um, but, uh, it is, it is a game up and it's corner though oh yeah i've played both of them oh yeah i'm not surprised but um you know i i do like the second one more um that you can definitely tell they had a bigger budget for the second one because they have like actual more animation to the characters instead of being very flat this is the game where you spank prisoner ladies and it's supposed to be t for teen you motivate them Uh uh-huh they're they're all rated m oh okay they are rated M. Yeah, they got changed so that they weren't AO. Ah, all right. Didn't they remove all the moaning and that just made it worse? Um, they did a few things. <laughs> I, I noticed that because one of the options in the first one is to mute them, but it makes no sense because they're already muted. Isn't there also creative fog? Yes, that is one of the other creative changes. Yeah, also, not it's not called motivation in Japan. It's What's called it called? Punishment. punishment. That was yeah, another a- creative change they made to make sure that it fell. No, and it's localization. It's not censorship. I mean, it is localization. No, this one but was censorship whatever. in this case. Yeah. But the, <laughs> this is to get it on shelves. Does, the second one does not have the creative fog. It's okay. It, I don't know that we needed this one uncensored. <laughs> we um, we're probably okay without it. We <laughs> have this. Uh, we have this game on our short list of potential backtrack ideas. So ah. I'll be welcome to have you guys on <laughs> eventually. Well, Anna will talk all day about Criminal Girls. <laughs> well, you, Criminal you Girls, can... and um, what's the one where you have star children? Oh, uh, congratulations! Ooh. Those are together in on my your head new alive. I think you played them near each other. Uh, uh, Thank you. I need to put that on the short list. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I would be on for that one, too. Um, I've, I've gotten pretty far in the first one. By the way, thank you, JC. Um, <laughs> I was looking have... at the review when Sam had a, uh, a thing in here with, with an image. It was scrubby time is awkward time. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that was probably Criminal Girls Day. <laughs> yep. the, the very first motivation tool is a s- giant scrub brush. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was one of those Vita games. Yeah. They, they gave you a, well, they gave you a, a you know, both a touchscreen and the back touchpad. You got to use them somehow. Well, interesting it's innovative. Enough, interestingly enough, innovative. the second game doesn't use the back touchpad. The first game did. Yeah, because by the time the second game came out, everybody's back touchpad was wearing out. No, nobody cared about it anymore. It wasn't a feature. Okay, that too. They probably were forced to do it for the first one. That's probably how Mm. they got onto the system. They're saying, we're using all your features. Now you can publish our game. You know how Sony is. It's possible. (laughs) Honestly, I've had more issues because of that back touchpad, especially when playing um, the playstation version of final fantasy 7 on it because i bought it through the psn store and that back touchpad messes up like movement and button control so many times you know that you can adjust all of that right yeah you can remap all that stuff when you're playing uh older like playstation games or psp games on the on there on the vita i did not, I did not know this yeah, yeah I didn't know it either if you hold, I think if you hold the PlayStation button, it brings up a menu that lets you go in and uh, remap all of that. Because when I was playing Persona Three Portable, I was g- driving myself crazy trying. Is to anyone still using their the Vita? Map. Yes, oh, come on. I use mine all the time. Oh goodness! I play Criminal Girls too. There's your yeah, answer. All right, all right. I I was going crazy trying to tap the map button like in Persona Four Golden to bring up the map. So I just mapped the touchscreen to the map. And it worked perfectly. And I also mapped the confirm button to like the touch screen by the analog sticks so that if I'm playing one handed I could just advance the text that way. It's really cool. I wish more games let you um or more systems let you custom map like that. Um, all the current systems let you do oh, that do? at the system level. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's under accessibility, which is why you've never seen it. Ah, Xbox actually makes it a little bit more front and center. Yeah, like I don't think they all support times. it to the same level. No, <laughs> but they all do have some remapping. Uh, all right. Doesn't the Xbox fridge let you have like universal settings, like inverted controls and permanent yeah. easy mode? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I need that in my life. <laughs> well, too bad. You can't find one. <laughs> You're not alone. Apparently, Josh found one. <laughs> oh, and apparently, me talking about Criminal Girls has gotten some of our listeners to play it. Um, Mike Hyloff. <laughs> All right. Why don't you tell us about your fridge, Josh? What have you been <laughs> playing on your fridge? Oh, well, yeah, I managed, I don't know, like, that, that that was kind of my big Black Friday thing. They, you know, got one of those messages that Best Buy actually had some in stock. And when I actually when I went to the website, the website hadn't crashed, and they still, the, you know, the button worked, and you was able to check out and everything. So 
I have poor impulse control, so I bought an Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> I have poor impulse control. <laughs> Honestly, if I saw one available like in front of me, I'd buy it too. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, do I really need this? Or and what? I'd be like, no. you don't need this. I'd be like, yeah, but I'll play something on it now. <laughs> no, I, I need to know two things. Have you yeah. blown vape smoke into it, and have you floated a ping pong ball? <laughs> Neither, because I don't have a ping pong ball. If I had a ping pong ball, I would totally try that. Okay. I've got a head like a ping pong ball. I've got a head like a ping pong ball. <laughs> but no, I'm not blowing vape smoke into my Xbox. <laughs> um, It's a little weird being new next-gen, because like everything on the Xbox, you know, like they basically imported the UI into the xbox one i don't know what it was like five six months ago so you boot the thing up and it looks identical to the xbox one so it kind of doesn't even feel new it's just the it's the it's the exact same thing all over again but it it, you know like between the two it's definitely not i I feel like i'm you know regurgitating the same thing everyone says about the new consoles but like if you if you got an Xbox, uh, X, good lord, Xbox's naming convention. Xbox if you got an One X, X, yeah, yeah. If you got the upgrade, like a PS Pro or well, an Xbox sucks. Yeah. One X, like you're not going to notice the giant jump in graphics. Like I, I've been playing Yakuza. I'd already played you know whatever like thirty hours on the Xbox One X, and then I went to the uh, Series X. And, like, in terms of the graphics, like, it's hard to tell the difference. The big difference is, like, frame rate. Like, I don't think I appreciated that it would drop at times on the on the Xbox One X. And I'm just, when I first booted it up and I started spinning the camera around, I was like, wait a second, this looks weird. And then I just realized, oh, no, it's just, like, dead locked at 60. It's not, like, blurring and chugging every time you try and spin <laughs> the camera around like it was back on the Xbox One X. <laughs> So the refrigerator definitely has that going for it. And then, you know, the, like the load times, like they've, you know, it is nice for consoles to finally be in the SSD, you know, revolution where, you know, PC gaming's been for whatever, eight years, nine years, however well, long that's been. They've kind of, um, <clears throat> so they have this thing where the graphics cards can load stuff right off the hard drive, which you can't actually do on PC yet. So they've kind yeah. of leapfrogged PCs for a little bit here. Till the direct storage is fully released and supported by PC games, so it that part is just so nice. Like you know, like a big open world game like Yakuza, kind of like it's a very good game for that because you know previously I didn't feel like the load times on Yakuza were that bad. You know, you kind of expect a giant open world game, especially like when you first boot it up, you're like, yeah, you're going to be sitting there for, you know, 30, 40, 50 seconds, something like that, while it loads in this gigantic city. And then, you know, every once in a while, you're going to have like five or 10 second loading times when it loads up a mini game or, you know, like goes back and forth between them. And then when you uh, like you do it on the Series X, everything's just instantaneous. Like that initial load is like four or five seconds. And then after that, you barely even get to see the loading screens. Like on Yakuza, they keep putting they put uh, tips that you can sit and read while you're <laughs> nope. sitting on the loading screen. Like, nah, you can't really do that anymore. They're just gone before you can even start to read it. It's just like, nope, nope, gone. You're back playing. <laughs> so that part of it is just it's it's so nice to not have to deal with loading times anymore. And then, you know, like the, everything else about the Series X is just, it, it you know, like it, you can save, stay, you know, it, it basically does that where even if you want to go and play a different game, it will save 
save the state onto the SSD, and then you can go play something else, come back, and then it's in instant st- instantaneous start. Are you already around, kind of Are you already out of SSD space? Not yet, but okay. yeah, it won't be very long. I you think you buy one of those crazy expensive hard drive expansions. Yeah, I'm not doing that yet. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> Oh, does, does it require like specific hard drive expansions? So you can use regular hard drives to store things on, but mm-hmm. if you want to play off them, it has to be a specific card that they're selling. It, of course, because of, of the speed. It, to be, yeah. it, it does if it's a Series X game. If it's a next gen game, it has to play off the SSD. You can play older uh, Xbox One games off oh. of a hard drive. Okay, but it, you know they won't get the benefit of the SSD, right? So you can still have a, 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 an old school hard drive hooked up, or you can. But if you just want to have like a giant hard drive to like clean the fridge onto, then you can do that and swap things back and forth. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You can like back up games, basically. Like, okay, I'm not playing this right now. Let's stick it on the hard drive, and then you know, like, move it back over. That way, you don't have to download, you know, sixty gigs again. Sixty. When you want to play. If only it was sixty at this. Yeah, point, yeah. Right? Depending on what the game is. <laughs> I forget what Yakuza was. It wasn't like, like Call of Duty like 320 or something Something stupid. like that. Something <laughs> ridiculous. It, it, that, that's the other thing about the Xbox. It's just like Yakuza is, crazily enough, like the only exclusive on Xbox that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't know how they pulled that off, but good job, guys. I, I don't either, but that, it's kind of weird that, that that is the only thing that is exclusive to Xbox on the next gen. Everything else is cross-platform. Xbox has nothing, you uh, know. I think there's, like, something else, but nothing we care about. <laughs> you know, it might have something to do with Fantasy Star 2, though, because they're both Sega. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe hmm. uh, Fantasy Star 2 has an Xbox. I haven't even looked at that yet. No, no, no. I'm saying in regards to how they got the exclusivity. Maybe there's some deal that they worked out with them because it, since Xbox already has that ex, had that exclusive deal with uh, Fantasy Star 2. Just, it, uh, just hypothesizing. Yeah, yeah interesting. It only extends to the United States because the Series X version's like not out in Japan. Like there's some weirdness with that. Oh, <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Is it on PS4? Yeah, it's on PS4. In the US? Yeah. But not PS5. Not PS5. So weird. Not until like February. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So so Xbox gets exclusivity for like four months. But on only the next, on the current, just on the, on next the new gen. gen. No, it's yeah. not next. It's here. It's current. Yeah, yeah current Damn gen. Damn it. Yes. Current gen. <laughs> it's an old chestnut on this podcast, but I'm not letting it go. <laughs> it's such a bizarre decision by them. So I've been playing more Yakuza on the, on the refrigerator. I think we just all need to agree to call the it fridge. the... Yeah, we yeah. need to call it the fridge because trying clean to clean out the fridge, trying to differentiate between Xbox One X and Series X. So then, what are we the calling the PS Five? We have no cute names for that. Uh, it's just PS Five. It's just ugly. That's just ugly. The router, the fridge, and the router. Well, no. Then we got the other one. You know, like you have the Series S. Well, that can just be the Oreo because that's kind of what it looks like—a big Oreo. That's so. a book. <laughs> File folder. The Xbox Nomicron. But Yak- Yakuza is awesome. I-, I beat up a giant car-sized Roomba last night. That was fun. <laughs> Hi. Was sl- huh? Hi. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, I invested in this uh, this this inventor, and he came up with this giant Roomba that was going to clean up the city didn't, by itself. Didn't it go wrong, and you had to kick its butt? 
Oh, yeah. of course it did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What did you I, expect I, I was going to happen, Anna? Get up. Yeah, I, yeah. D- yeah, look, uh... I am an optimist. <laughs> they ever bring that chicken back? Uh, it, it's there. There is a new one in this game. Yeah, oh, yeah. A new chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the management mini game. The the uh, the mascot of the management mini game is a chicken named Omelet, and okay, you good. can get these. The the summons in these game is just you know like they, they that was big part of their uh, promotional stuff like uh, leading up to it with the crawfish and all that stuff where you could call them on your phone with the really ridiculous uh, setup yeah. where Ichiban would just go crazy on his phone like yeah what are the one of the ones I just got that I had that last night where omelet like explosively uh, lays an egg and goes flying through the air and Ichiban has to like jump and grab it and keep it from hitting the ground and then he you know like cracks it over some rice and eats it and then then, oh yeah it revives his health and magic (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) like that's the great thing that's the great thing about the Yakuza games I mean like it has this very serious storyline but then it's just it, it's totally unafraid to just be like a crazy ass goofy game at the same time. You know, it never forgets that. Probably part of the reason why it's done so well in general. It 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 somehow manages to strike that balance. And I mean, like I, I was talking, I mentioned that to Kelly the other night. Like there just aren't very many games that where all the the main cast are like my age. You know, Ichiban's uh-huh. like forty, Nanba's forty two. <laughs> Like all of them are like thirties and four, you know, thirties, forty, fifty-year-old guys. <laughs> you don't, you don't see a whole lot of video games that are starring people, you know, that are, you know, past what, like fifteen. Fifteen. Feels like that sometimes. Let's specify from Japan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's great. I love that cast. I love all the the silliness. It's it's been fun. I've been enjoying the 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 combat. I think I think it's a really good. Uh, turn-based system i'm just gonna i'm just curious all of the negative stuff i've read about it kind of comes toward the end of the game where they start talking about like where it starts having some issues with balance and so i'm kind of curious to see how that Is plays it too out. easy or too hard uh difficulty spikes yeah. from what i've heard well, like there there's your like completionist you, you, probably won't be a problem uh, we'll see i don't know i've i've heard Several different people just kind of say like, yeah, you get to like, I forget whether whether it's like chapter 12 or chapter 13, where there's just a boss that's just brutally difficult that you will just run into it and just it's it's a brick wall and you have to just go and grind. Well, that that's probably part of their issue is that, oh, you know, because the game takes a lot of inspiration from Dragon Quest. What do you do in Dragon Quest? Grind. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, like, uh, there's tons of that kind of stuff. I mean, in this one, when you, if you do get a party wipe and die, um, like, it will take half of the money that you that you are carrying around with you, just like Dragon Quest does. You know, there's a lot of that kind of little stuff in it. Do you carry it's... them around as coffins? I don't remember. No, I wish yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be funny. That I'm I'm amazed they got away with as much like they must have gotten permission from Square as much as they mentioned it well, in the game. You know they're they're careful not to like actually use any um, any any sort of trademark IP. You don't see slimes or anything like that in the game, but there is a lot of a lot of nods to Dragon Quest where I'm assu- I'm assuming Square kind of like 
gave them the okay to do that kind of stuff because it's not well, something you usually see even in Japan where copyright law is quite a bit different you know quite a malleable. bit malleable than yeah yeah than the than yeah. the west that that's I, w- I was about to comment about you know the copyright law there is so much different than here in the US i mean that was that was it is but that, it doesn't that doesn't help them when they release the game overseas <laughs> no So that's been a lot of fun, and then like uh, you know, of course the the new ancient Fire Emblem game came out yesterday. So I booted that up and played that. This whole week has been about finding a copy of that limited edition and buying it. <laughs> I finally got it from Amazon, and it shipped today. So cool. unless they found a random copy of like Valencia somewhere that they confused, I'm pretty sure I've got it. Excellent. Which is weird because I ordered half an hour before you and my copy hasn't shipped. Yeah, that weird. can always just be the distribution center. Didn't we order from different places? No, we both got it from Amazon. Yeah, who knows? Different sellers, though? No. No, same seller. still feel like we should cancel ours because we don't need it. Mm. <laughs> I thought Anna said she was going to flip it. Great. That's what we or, should be doing. Let's or, be part Chris, of the problem. <laughs> or Chris, you could just keep it and you know have have a pretty clear NES cartridge. I don't. If I get a clear NES cartridge, I'm going to want to open it up and do weird mod sorts of things to it, not use it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But Plus, then we can't. Then like... we can't flip it. Okay. It's it. not like I'm going to get to play this as soon as it gets here because my husband is uh, confiscating it for Santa. <laughs> He's confiscating it for Santa. Santa tax. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, I caved and just pre-ordered because I didn't want to forget about it and, you know, miss out on Nintendo's uh, you could get dubious short right? period that they're selling this thing. The physical edition's actually digital, right? You, yes. You're yeah. getting a code? It's just a code. Okay. Correct. Yeah, just a code. I got to make sure to purchase it on the switch here so then why are we getting this hannah we you said we don't need more crap why are we getting this because <laughs> yeah, there's more than bucks. one it's person really who wanted part. it okay and i'm seeing if other people also got it before right. i get rid of our copy it well. is a the the game itself certainly is a famicom ass famicom game boy it is <laughs> It, it, I mean, you know, it, it was what I was expecting, but yeah, there there is no hand holding. There is you you are thrown in the deep end. There is nothing telling you what to do. <laughs> there there's nothing even telling you like when you click on a character. There's nothing showing you like how far can this guy move? How far can the enemies move? I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't show you. You just kind of got to move the cursor around and kind of figure it out yourself. It's, I, it hasn't even been clear yet. I assume there's permadeath. It hasn't told yes. me that. I assumed so. Yeah. So that's why um, they added the rewind function. Yeah. The the thing like they they have done a pretty good job on the on on this port or whatever exactly we want to call it. Um, yeah. They've added they've added the features where you can rewind. They add where you can have uh, at least one save state, so you can at any point you can just create a a flash save point. Um, so you're not stuck just saving at the end of missions like you would be in the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also modified it so that like you can modify how fast the game plays. 
So you can play like at normal speed, or you can make the computer turns go twice as fast, or you can make everything go twice as fast. So you can, you know, speed things up quite a bit, which is very nice, <laughs> especially in an old game like this. Otherwise, like, I mean, it's still... Um, the the other weird thing they did, and I don't really understand what the rationale is, is like by default they've stretched it, so it's not in its original aspect ratio, but it's not widescreen either. So it's just slightly wider, but it doesn't fill the screen, and everything looks a little kind of off because it's you know like it's stretched out wide. So I don't know why the hell they made that choice. You can like go in and change it back to like the actual four by three you know, pixel perfect mode as they call it, which is the way I would play it. Cause it looks, it does look considerably better using that instead of kind of like stretched and weird in the, the default mode. Like if you're going to stretch it, aren't you just going to stretch it to fill the screen? It, it just seemed odd that you would only stretch it, but just a little bit, but maybe that's just me. That is um, weird. Otherwise, it, it, it plays like a Fire Emblem game. Like, you wander around, you kill people. Marth is, seems to be like a beast so far. Like, he just slaughters people and avoids attacks and gets counterattacks all the time. It's pretty awesome. Um, Finally, is, we get to learn Marth's origin story. Yeah. And, and it is, oh, God, it is, it's, it definitely is one of those old school Fire Emblem games where, you know, you like the, uh, the shop is going to be on the map itself. You're going to have to maneuver your, the character you need to buy something over to that shop because it doesn't appear to be any ability to like trade between characters. Oh, they mean, um, oh gosh, those are all features that came later, huh? Came later, yeah. Like there is a con. No wonder they always feel weird and tacked on. Like why is yeah, it that's, like that's, this? That's it's, well, because we didn't used to have it. <laughs> like the convoy exists, so you can like stash items there, but you actually have to pay money to the convoy to put things in it. Of course you do. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's delightfully old school, but you know, like it's it's. It's fantastic that the game, you know, is finally available in English to buy. You know, like you can go and buy it and play it. Do not expect that, that, you know, they haven't done anything to the game itself. This isn't a remake. It's just a port. But, you know, for what is it they were charging? Seven bucks? I mean, you know, like it's reasonable. I'm I'm happy with that. You know, it is more than just an emulation like... uh, like WiiWare or something like that, they have gone in and made sure that like you've got some more, you know, some feature friendly stuff, especially the rewind I'm sure is going to be very helpful once people start dying (laughs) as they probably will. As unfriendly as this game is, it's going to happen. Yeah. I I want more remakes like this and enhanced remakes. I want this to do well so that maybe we could get some of the super Nintendo ones. Yeah. It It would be like, not everything needs to be, you know, like a complete redone remake. I like this kind of like low budget, but we put some money and some effort into it kind of middle ground. Mm-hmm. It, it's fun for, you know, a game preservation standpoint and make things, you know, a little bit easier to play. And hey, like, hey, I here Nintendo, I want to give you money. Let me give you money. Not, you no, know, you can only like, give us money till March, actually. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah, I, still, I still don't I, I understand why they do it, but I at don't. the same time it it irks me. 
I don't get it's, it. At we got to get that into the physical year. We we're, we need some money in this physical year. So you know, no, we're I mean, we're only going to sell it this physical year. Yeah, it's just. It's, it's, you keep saying physical. Do you mean fiscal? Fiscal. Okay. Yes. All right. Sorry. That's, that's no, he wanted to get physical. 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 <laughs> That's all I've been doing. Is that everyone? Anna's I believe so. Oh, wait. Yeah, what about Anna? Unfortunately, with WoW Maybe. taking up so many of our uh, uh, plays, you know, that, that cuts out, that cuts into a lot of games. Anna. Yeah? What have you been playing? Oh, my gosh. What uh, haven't you been playing? Yes. <laughs> Anna was on the podcast. What? You were on a podcast. That play ties into what you were playing. Yes. So tell us about it. All right. Um, I went a little crazy on Black Friday. We'll talk about it in the feedback section. So um, I replayed Donut County because I did a Games and Junk podcast with listener Jason Ariola. And that was fun. We talked about Donut County. Mm-hmm. And then I played Interrogation, You Will Be Deceived, which is... Were you deceived? Um, only slightly. Okay. Um, I ended up getting a good ending. It's a visual novel-ish. Um, there are, like, multiple difficulties, and I played it on visual novel because I didn't want to deal with the time limits. Mm. Um, there's not a lot I can say about it without spoiling the whole premise. You are a police officer trying to take down a crime ring, is I guess what it boils down to. Um, and then I played Pixel Cross Adventure, P-I-C-Z-L-E, and then I got everybody on staff addicted to Pixel Cross Adventure. <laughs> Is this the Not same me, as the yeah. other ones you've done, like the Necro Lord one? Or? Yeah, yeah. So this is a Picross game or a nonogram game with RPG elements to it. And so there's a map that you're exploring and you're doing nonograms to progress and you're gaining experience and leveling up and finding items to use and solving puzzles with them. And it's very fun. Yes. Um, and then I played a short hike and I didn't really like it. Oh, I think you would, Chris. Yeah. It it has that sort of gameplay style that just doesn't click with me, where they drop you into the game and you can do whatever you want. Isn't that the one where you're just walking up a hill and it tells you a story? Or I don't remember. <laughs> no. Okay. There's a little more to it than you're that. a bird, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're a bird. You're trying to go for a, a hike. short hike. Yeah. Things happen. You need golden feathers to finish your hike. Go find the feathers. Ah, all right. But then interesting stuff happens while you find the feathers? Yes. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, and the other problem is, is I have no sense of direction. <laughs> and there's no map. <laughs> like, I don't know where the hell I am. It's just a short hike, Anna. I know! All right, when are you going to play, like, a broken sweater, hidden jacket? Or whatever it's called. I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, the new jacket swim, the one where you're on an island. What are you talking about? 
Cheddar jacket game. Mm, this is <laughs> terrible. That isn't working. Um, I've <laughs> been continuing to play Dragon Quest Eleven S, which I picked back up during Extra Life, and I've been cross-stitching. Um, the fourth Stormlight Archive book came out, and I wanted to listen to it before anybody spoiled it for me. So I did a lot of cross-stitching and pick-crossing while listening to that book. All right, that's everybody. We have to I figure out what this, so. this, this, this. <laughs> no, Chris. <laughs> All right, so Extra Life 2020. We actually are technically done, but we are still taking donations through the end of the year, and I technically still have incentives open. So if you donate towards those, Wide Ocean Big Jacket. Okay, you've heard of it. Yes, that's the one. When okay. are you going to play that? I don't own it. You don't own it? Yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to get it on sale during no. Black Friday. Okay. Um, so, yeah. If if you donate towards my incentives, I will actually stream them. So. Yep. What? Moving on. You're doing more Extra Life? Yeah. I'm confused. Moving on. Why are we Kids moving on? money, bro. Somebody catch me up. Like, why are we still Extra life I thought that was over. Because hospital... Because doing support for children's hospitals is a good thing no matter what time of year it is. Okay. But what can people make you play, Anna? If you go to extra-life.org slash team slash rpgamer, you can find me and find out. Okay, then. Now you're sufficiently plugged. Let's talk about feedback. What's our question from feedback. last week? Feedback. Anyone know? It was, what did you what pick was up your Black Friday, Friday haul? Oh, and apparently um, no one got really good Black Friday hauls except for me this year. I, it was me. I tried. There was nothing that I cared about. The two things I, was, I wanted were not available and definitely not on sale. <laughs> there, yeah, I was shopping uh, for a TV and I couldn't find anything that interested me that wasn't like two grand. Yeah, I I had plenty on my list, but. I was busy working because my work is really not busy, fun these yeah. uh, right now. Yeah. Wear your masks, people! <laughs> I think I picked up a copy of Dad of War for like eight bucks. All right. There and, you go. Uh, I think I got, and then I got, a co- I got a copy of Rare Replay for like ten bucks. Nah, that's pretty much it, other than the hey, fridge. Something to play on your fridge. Exactly. It's not even optimized for it. Nope. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. And yet Microsoft got my money, so, you know, jokes yeah, they on me. They pulled it off, yeah. Uh, Hero Harmony here in our uh, Twitch chat is saying that he got a Lenovo tablet. Ooh, nice. Yeah, Hero Harmony is the leader of our um, Twitch is team. He? Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, that's Hi. Peter. Not that Peter, the other Peter. The other Peter. Hi, other Peter. <laughs> so I made out like a bandit during Black Friday because so did I. All right, well, uh, girls, tell me what did you get? There was a huge eShop sale, huge. Most things were fifty percent off or more. Um, and so on top of that, I said girls. Is that sexist? I should say no. ladies, women, whatever. 
uh, us. Lady and non-binary um, show host. I don't know what I'm supposed to say anymore. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> People. Peoples. <laughs> All right. So on top of Leaders. that, eShop cards were 10% off at a bunch of places. So I picked up mm-hmm. um, $200 of eShop cards from Newegg for $180. And then I proceeded to turn around and buy almost $400 worth of games. Good God, Anna. Yes. We don't have that money. Huh? Well, not anymore, we don't. <laughs> I spent $180. Oh. And bought $400 worth of games. Yes. When you say yeah. worth... Original price. Okay. Full price. So I got Interrogation, You Will Be Deceived, Felseal Arbiter's Mark, and the DLC for it, Picross S2, Princess Maker Fairy Tales Come True, Night Call, Giraffe and Annika, The Last Campfire, Azure Saga Pathfinder, Short Hike, Ark of Alchemist, Pixel Cross Adventure, Munchkin Quack Quest, The Red Strings Club, Dark Side Detective, Noir Chronicle, Citizen of C- City of Crime, Hades, Eichenfeld, Children's of Zodiac, Headliner, Novi News, and Chronos Arc. Uh, let's see, what did I get? I did the same thing, only I did uh, $100 worth of eShop gift cards because I didn't want to go too crazy. <laughs> and and by the way, Nintendo, pro tip, if you want me to spend more money, build a cart. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I picked up Kimono Friends Picross, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Fairy Fencer F, Fell Seal, um, Steam World Quest, Hades, and Eichenfell. So we did have some crossover. Yeah. Because we were both on Discord being like, is this game good? I don't know. Is this game good? Yes, get it. <laughs> so if you have any suggestions about what on that list I should play, feel free to shoot me a tweet. I am at A-M-P-R-I-V-I-T-E-R-E, Amprivateer, on Twitter. Why don't we just make it the question of the week? No, we have something else for that. Okay. Never mind. Right. Yeah, that was our Black Friday haul. Um, Shaman got a Black Friday haul, but he forgot to come back and actually tell us what it was. So, (laughs) (laughs) so question of the week is, why is this cat so cute? (laughs) No, that's the eternal question. This cat is so cute. She's chasing on the screen. So our new question of the week. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Is what one game do you really want for Christmas? And it doesn't need to be an RPG. So if you want to provide feedback, there are multiple ways to do so. You can email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. Um, you can tweet at us at rpgamer. You can... Um, Go to the website and find the latest show thread and drop a comment there. And you can comment also on our Facebook page or even in the discard. All right. Um, Hyrule Warriors for me. Oh, yeah. I should play that. (laughs) 
You have it sitting on the kitchen table. What are you waiting for? Yeah, I'm going to have to start a you stack of shame. You have Dragon Quest Eleven. you need to finish, too. I'm, I'm going to have to start for? a stack of shame. You have so many stacks of shame. You don't need a new one. Do a stack of accomplishment. Let's do no, positive those things. I just chuck into the box and send this your This is sister. 2020. We're doing positive things. Stack okay. of pending accomplishment. Yeah, my stack of a pending accomplishment goes into the box to your sister for her oh. to sell. No, don't start another stack like that. <laughs> finish some things. Actually, um, I like getting the PayPal notices. I finished the up. things, and then I put them in the box Not to ship away. You don't finish all of them. You didn't even open SNK Heroines. No, but I didn't buy it either. Yeah. So you don't hoard them like a dragon like I do. God, no. Chris did that for years. <laughs> yeah, we're paying. It's so paying off now, shows. isn't it? It's paying yes. off now. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into editorial content, we have a couple of safe things to talk about. So we talked about this a little bit in the now playing, but Kelly is now taking over the hosting of the RPG Backtrack. Yes. Yay! So with, with Matt Mason as the producer slash co-host. Um, Platy M three for those who listen to the. RPG cast a lot because he does feedback. Yes. Um, so your first episode is up. You did Trails in the Sky the third. Yes. Uh, oh, Josh another was on game that I episode. Need to play. <laughs> I have too many games to play. We um, we had a lot of fun talking about that one. Um, I was particularly proud of the skit that we did for it. The joke kind of wrote itself. Um, <laughs> no, you won't get it if you played the game. But yeah, we uh, that that was our first show without Phil. He's he said goodbye, and he's in the chat room right now. And th- thank you for letting me take over your fine show. I will treat it with the love and respect that it deserves. It's not what you told me. <laughs> I was waiting for. That. <laughs> now I can't remember what I told you. I'm, I'm just. I just I, you didn't say anything. I made that up. I'm trolling you. Okay. <laughs> All right, and I've... the second thing before we jump into editorial comment content, um, one of the reasons Phil is retiring from the backtrack is he is going to be one of our main Twitch streamers now. So we are doing a lot more streaming if you follow us at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. We have multiple staff members streaming now on various days of the week, but the one I want to bring your attention to in particular is the RPG experience where Phil plays a new RPG new to the show every other Monday. So some of them are classic games, some of them are brand new games, some of them are a mix of both. And he is actually going to be streaming shortly after the podcast today. So if you're watching live, be sure to stick around. And if you're listening to this later, check out the VOD. Um, So we are going to be uploading some of these to our YouTube channel if you uh, don't have an opportunity to watch it live. So make sure you're checking YouTube, RP Gamers YouTube as well. And yeah. Tune in. We got stuff going on. All right, on to the editorials. Well, actually, going back here to the Twitch thing, um, and a number of our staff also uh, uh, run streams on their own personal channels, too. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to uh, ask around, um, and we'll 
be able to direct you to any of their channels. Uh, Scars runs a lot on his. Um, I, uh, Lofter, who was our video guy, he does a lot as well. Uh, he he easily streams a good four to eight hours a day. So uh, there's always plenty to check out with our various staff members. Um, right now, uh, I know Lofter has been playing uh, King's Bounty Armored Princess. Um, I don't know what Scar's been playing too much. Uh, he, he's a little more variety. so I think he uh, just started The World Ends With You. If you are part of our Discord, rpgamer.com slash Discord, you can actually find out when people are going live on the various channels by just tuning into the Discord channel called Streaming. All right, on to editorials. Wait, editorial. Um, ah, opinions. Mine's better <laughs> than yours. Audible keyboard clacking sounds expressing disgust. <laughs> Wrong opinion on the internet. But this is the right opinion. We are celebrating our favorite Nintendo 3DS RPGs. We uh, did a huge feature on uh, various staff my members. Were... Yeah, say what? I broke my keyboard. <laughs> For reals? Yeah, I popped the uh, W key off doing that. <laughs> Good job. We could barely even hear it, too. Yeah, I it was wasn't even say, worth like... it. No. <laughs> Bad end. Do you, do you hate the 3DS that much? Oh, no, I love the 3DS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the, um, several staff members came together, including myself and a couple of people on this cast. I, I think a few of you guys wrote something. I, Josh did. I did. No, I did. no, actually. Oh, I, I thought you did. No, oh, I, no, that, that got put together while I was uh, incommunicado. Okay, no, never mind. I did Awakening and Tales of the Abyss. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, several staff members wrote about our favorite 3DS RPGs, which, my God, that was very hard to narrow down. That system has so many good games. Yeah, we uh, had a lot of staff participation on that just because of how many games there were and just how many, you know, the, such the wide variety it has. Mm-hmm. See, I wrote about Monster Hunter Stories... Uh, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby and Stella Glow. And yeah, it was it was hard not to like fight over different ones because um, see who did Radiant Historia? I can't see now. Uh, Paul Scarelli did Radiant Historia, and I would have loved to have written about that one. And Cassandra did uh, Devil Survivor Overclocked, which yeah, that that one would have been one that I would have loved to have done. But yes, yeah, so, so many good games on that system, and I'm sad to see it go. No, it was a good it was a good editorial. It really yeah. was. Although I although going through it, I I saw that you know my my inf- my uh, infamous ability to typo and make no sense with grammar reared its pretty little head. So. Um, the one thing I noticed when I was going through my 3DS RPG collection, there isn't a single Final Fantasy game on the, or rather, a single good Final Fantasy game on the 3DS. Um, the only one in my collection. Party, right? Four Warriors of Light. Does that count? Well, that's Bravely Default. But it's not. 
It's before no, Brave no, New there's, Leaf. No, there's Chris, Final that's Fantasy. a DS game. Oh, is that a DS game? Yeah, Hat yeah, Party's a DS yeah. game. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, theater Rhythm? Yeah. Okay, that, that, that <laughs> sort of Final counts. Fantasy. <laughs> that's yeah. more of a rhythm game. The only one that I saw was Final Fantasy Explorers, and that nope. one was boring. It's mm, yeah, That's that a bad. phone game that they ported. And that makes me sad because three and four were on the DS and the the regular DS, and those but were weren't excellent those versions games. that were boring to play though. I I enjoyed them. And three, you could get wedged and not able to finish it if you didn't level oh, up. Oh yeah, right. yeah. I mean, at at the time, I enjoyed those, but yeah. Oh. So that that made me sad. But hey, lots of Dragon Quest games. So there is that. We've got a Yakuza Like a Dragon review from Sam Watcher. I, I scrolled down on this one and was like, oh, I'm sure she gave it a 4 out of 5. Like, or 4 out of 5. Like, no, 3.5 out of 5 said that it's fantastic and addictive, but the combat system outstays its welcome, and the dungeon design is abysmal and uh, cheap boss fights. Yeah, the, the the series is we were we were talking about that the other day. Like the series is always not kind of had cheap boss fights, even back when it wasn't a turn based RPG. So yeah, that's kind of continued into this, unfortunately. But yeah, most of her issues with it kind of came later on in the game. So I'm kind of curious to see what what I think of it when once I get to the end. Now I was going to ask you how you felt about the combat system or that combat system. Like I said, I've really been enjoying it, but in fairness, you know, I'm only 40-ish hours in, you know, like two-thirds of the way done. So we'll see. I'm kind of getting to the point where she started really having issues as well, so I'm curious to see how that goes. And then Zach Webster did a review for the new Demon Souls, gave it a 4.5 out of 5, says that it's stunning and brings back the top quality level design, but can't quite live up to the atmosphere of the original, which I'm kind of curious How is about that? that. How does that happen? I, I honestly don't game, know. Isn't it? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's too bright compared to the original. Oh, did they add rainbows? <laughs> hey, you know the new, Di- the new Diablo, Kelly? It's so dark. It's so dark. And metal. Do you like metal? Oh, of course I do. What about dark metal? Uh, I don't really like black metal anymore. This, this game sold all the death dark metal of yeah. dankness. Yeah, no, black metal is a real genre. I don't know what black metal is. Is that a bad? Uh, is that a racist thing? No. Um, okay. Well, it's it's a real genre, but unfortunately, yes, a lot of the people in it are really racist. Oh, so okay. that's why I don't <laughs> listen to it anymore. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, the, like the music itself may not be, but some of the people who make them. Yeah, that that's a whole other rabbit hole that we won't get into. We will get into the Crosscode Switch review by Elmandine Todd, a fantastic indie RPG. He gave it a four out of five. Said that it's got gorgeous sixteen bit style graphics, um, addicting combat, fun puzzles, memorable story and characters. But he also said that the puzzles may frustrate casual gamers. It has a few technical minor issues, and the quests are a mixed bag. I wanted, really wanted to pick this game up, but it wasn't on sale. This it, week. It's on Game Pass. If you have game, if anyone has Game Pass, I believe it's on Game Pass right now. It's on, and it's on, and it is on Steam too. Yeah, and, yeah. 
and I've I've actually played this theme one, and yeah, no, it is a beautiful 16-bit game. I agree, I agree with everything said. Some of those puzzles are, I mean, I had to go to YouTube to see how these puzzles are done. They're they can be very complex, but the story the story really is a good game. Uh, or a good story for an indie game. It's it's very well made. Props to the team that made it. Um, May I? I was getting my face melted off. Can I ask for a repeat of the title? Crosscode. Cross code. Oh, crosscode. Okay, cool. This is the When Pigs Fly game. Yes. All right. It will be on uh, Switch when pigs fly. Oh, look, flying pigs. I, I want. <laughs> yeah, I want the Switch version because I want to play this in bed. Why aren't you and, playing uh, the Santa? It wasn't on sale. Oh, and speaking of games that I hovered over the buy button and declined on because I have other crap to play, Sharon the Wanderer, The Tower of Fortune and the Dice of Fate Switch Review by Gabriel Malaclasa. I really love roguelikes, guys, and I want to try this one so bad. It's got addictive and challenging hey, gameplay. Kelly, hey, Kelly, what, what if there are roguelikes what? in your War- Warcraft? Oh, I'm doing that. <laughs> not, not right now, but eventually. Um, Sharon the Wonder has the charming 16-bit aesthetic, many mechanics to cover, but it also has a very hard difficulty, and the party members can feel like dead weight. Yep, sounds like a roguelike. Mm. You're the only one who can do anything, because everything yeah. has to be finely tuned and calculated. <laughs> And then Louis Mauricio did uh, a review for Kronos Before the Ashes, a game that I have not heard of. Um, it's for the PS4. Gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Said that it has an innovative approach to dying, great visuals, um, a good variety of enemies, and a battle system that offers a challenge. But he also says some of the puzzles are counterintuitive, that the... Uh, character does not react fast quick enough and the scarce customizable options for the character. You can read the in-depth review of that on our site. Um, Michael Baker did a Monster Strike review. This is a early th- a 3DS game. Monster Strike. That's the one where you like pull them back and throw them at them, right? Like uh-huh. It's pinball-y? No? Or am I, I thinking of the I, wrong game? I would have no clue. Okay. See, it looks like an import review because the screenshot's in Japanese. It might be yeah. an import review. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I've never heard of this game, but Michael Baker... I think Baker this is on um, phones. Yeah. Uh, All right. It gave it a four out of five, said it made good use of the source material. I guess it's based off of an anime. Okay. Or, or a manga or a novel. Yeah. I, Some, I, is it I an anime about know. a children's card game or swipe I, game yeah i i guess um, even if says, it's not true i like the narrative we've written here for this game. yeah battles are fun it's easily accessible um but the game also has a post-game difficulty curve with low monster drop rates and a short window yeah. of opportunity to nab battle boards our editor-in-chief in the chat says it says import on the sheet right there this is an import review <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> once again, this once again, this is what happens when you open up all the stories in a separate tab. The phone game came first, then the anime and the DS game. There we go. Well, speaking of our editor in chief, he did an Atelier Rise of Lost Legends and Secret Fairy impression. So you can go read his thoughts on the Atelier Rise sequel. And we also have an interview with 
what's the name? Junzo Hosoi about the game. It is the Atelier Riza producer. So you can go read his interview on the site. And then our, our I think that's our last editorial. Yeah, um, we did a editorial about RPGs that make us feel good. Uh, something that we definitely need in 2020. Whiskers and on raindrops and treats given to kittens. Wait, what? Yeah, you totally butchered no, that no, song. But now. the things that make us feel what good, right? Even Chris, <laughs> my raindrops have whiskers. What do you want from me? What kind of weird raindrops <laughs> are in your world? It's an isekai. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Do you have a cafeteria in your heart? A cafeteria in my heart. I'm a VTuber. <laughs> But yes, there's a list of several RPGs that make us feel good. You got Pokemon in there, Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest. You can read about all of the RPGs that make us feel good on our site. And that What's is the all most edit- feel good RPG. Um, that's a matter of opinion. Oh, okay. I I always say uh, Harvest Moon games because there's no Ooh. real sadness or conflict in those. Anna, Anna, here's your VIP. Here's your next VIP. Hmm. Your next VIP right here. She says the best feel-good RPG is Harvest Moon Games. No. There you go. New VIP. (laughs) Why aren't you paying attention, Anna? Cats. Video games. It's probably cats, actually. This is my my opportunity to call the kettle black. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. It looks like Clip passed out after having an exciting time. Well, this is we've uh, we've switched to back to Twinkle Toes. Clip buggered off. Oh, okay. She attacked the butterfly for a while and then said, "All right, I'm good." Oh, I saw it was the silhouette of a cat, so I assumed it was Clip. Yeah, because she is darkness. And that brings us to the news. There's your whisker around kittens. <laughs> So, in a surprise announcement, Squeenix announced Neo, The World Ends With You, a sequel to the Nintendo DS title. Wait, what? And and guys... Wait, 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 wait. You said Neo? Like N-I-O-H? No, N-E-O. Oh, okay. Like the Keanu Reeves character. So, they're actually making a sequel to World Ends With You. Yes. Yes. The thing people, we were sure, was not actually going to ever happen. Yes. But it's happening? Yes. yes. So this is where we bust out the it's really happening gifts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is this a good and, thing or is it like a spin-off? It's actually a music no. game. No, it no, looks it, like it's no, the it's game. A okay. It's a game okay. game. It's a trick question. It was always a music game. But but Chris, they totally ripped off Persona 5. How? By having it in Shibuya. Oh, no. Wasn't the original one in Shibuya? Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> That's the That's joke. joke. <laughs> also, Shibuya's a real place. I know. How dare they? <laughs> I'm. We're making fun of the fact that people on Twitter were having a conniption fit saying that this game ripped off Persona 5, except that, you know... It the, came first and was in Shibuya the whole time, and lots of yeah. things are in Shibuya. Okay. Yeah. Got it, guys. Ripped off Persona. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot of comments on Y.O.64's Twitter that was like, this looks a lot like Persona 5. Five. Oh goodness! Because oh, Shibuya is a real place, and there's so, a. Well, aren't we no, saying I that mean, Fire Emblem Cross SMT is ripping off Persona yeah. Five? Right. I mean, 
I thought that for was a Akaba. lot of people. Oh, I thought that was in Persona Five was their first big JRPG. It's like oh. how we went through a decade of everybody saying things look like Final Fantasy VII. Oh gosh, are we back to that? Yeah, or, yeah. but at least Final it's a good game 10. this time. Hey. <laughs> I mean, hey. throw something at him. Hey. Final Fantasy X was a lot of people's first experience with JRPGs, too. Mm-hmm. But this one is going to be on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 and is set to launch um, worldwide on the summer of 2021. And then we've also got the animated series based on the original game, which is going to air in Japan on April 2021. So, so if it's going to be on PS4, it's obviously not going to have the same battle system that the remake did on Switch. So what the hell is the battle system going to be? Because that was I, I, the big unique thing with... The world's end ends with you originally was Those two screens, the, but know, they've the abandoned that now. They've got two versions out now that don't do that battle system. Well, true, but like you know, like still that that means you know because the, they they both relied on touchscreen or motion controls. Like you don't have that on PS4. So what the heck is it going to be then? Well, what, now? How do you play it on Switch? You can play it with motion controls with the the Wiimotes or I mean with the the you know the the Joy Cons, or you can play it with touchscreen. Oh, mode, you right? do need one or the other. Okay, hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was with Pro Controller. Okay. From what I heard, Peter was trying to play this on stream and was very <laughs> frustrated and upset. <laughs> I think it was Peter. That's funny. You so, can't you yeah. can't read Twitch chat and play World Ends with you, at least not the original. Because you, you no. you're already splitting your attention to two screens. <laughs> As it is, you know, if they do have touch controls, and maybe you'll get to use that touchpad finally on yeah, your PlayStation nah. Four. I mean, people use it. It's a, it's the map button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one giant button. It's yep. hey, it's easy well, to find. I mean, it's, it's my touch thing for so I can send tweets on a, from oh, a PlayStation. Okay. That's what it is. The go. keyboard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all it's all it's there for. You use it for no. oh, while wow, you use the keyboard function on that thing. Weird. Sure. Yeah, I try to. You do the one where you like tilt the controller to find the buttons no. uh, letters? No. No. No, what's really frustrating is that in uh, Trails of Cold Steel 4, it is the speed up button and some other function that I forgot uh, uh, on one side. <laughs> yeah. What's the other side I forgot? The journal or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like I keep pressing it to open the map, and it's like, no! No, I don't want the journal. Why did you change this? You want to exercise in frustration? Figure out how to pair a Bluetooth controller to your iPad to play Trails in the Sky over Steam Remote Play. I, I don't I've know done that it. Frust- it took way too long. <laughs> I don't know that frustration, but I know my husband Vaughn tried to pair a PlayStation controller to his tablet so that he could do a uh, link to the past randomizer mm. and was very upset. I assert that would be easier than what I did, but I understand having gone through it that it's just as frustrating. Yes. And yeah. Oof. You want to run the emulator locally if you can. It runs a lot. It's- Controller mapping works a lot better. Yeah, he eventually figured it out. Yeah, he ended up going with an Xbox One controller, which supposedly Mm. works a lot better for that. Hmm. 
Anyway, um, we've got sort of the necromancer that's been pushed to January. The um, Jandusoft and Grimorio games have announced that this action roguelike has been pushed back. It was planned to launch in December and will now release on PC via Steam. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on January 28, 2021. It's a roguelike task with assorting a princess um, on our continental pilgrimage. Yeah, I... I haven't really heard about this game, but it looked interesting. And we've got a dev di- diary uh, on the site, about a four-minute long video just talking about the game. Let's see, um, we got more Disgaea 6 news. Uh, it gets new details and some new media. Um, introduced two major characters. It's talking about some of the uh, some of the different abilities and stuff, and we've got a new trailer. Trailer. A new story trailer and trailer. a new Japanese trailer. Trailer. Um, so you can go check that out. I cannot wait for that game. Let's see what else we got. The Final Fantasy XIV patch 5.4 announcement. Um, the launch date was announced. Where's the launch date? It's um, December 8th, 2020 is when this patch is going to come out. And oh, includes, raid day. Yeah. Includes new storyline content. Um, new raids. Yeah, new raids. Um, a, a tourism mode in dungeons so that you can what? go into dungeons without enemies to take screenshots, which of course. WoW needs to steal. WoW <laughs> needs to steal that feature. It's called go to the dungeon in the overworld if it exists in the overworld. But not all of them <laughs> they, do. I know most of them don't. <laughs> a lot of them don't. Yeah. Um, you got another. You got another trial against Titan. Um, there's going to be two extra patches. Wait, wait, wait. Like what? Pe- Let's go back to this. They're bringing back Titan? So yeah. Again? How does so, this work? Um, a few pa- of earlier this expansion, uh, that expansion, they um, started a new level of Beyond Extreme? Fights. Yeah. So, you know, you had normal, hard, extreme, and I forget what the new one's called. It's not, I think it's uh, what is it? Ult- Ultimax. No, I don't know. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> That's cool. Because Extreme's already really hard. It takes an hour of explaining how the fight works to get through a random party on that. <laughs> um, I know, because I've done this. <laughs> Sat I'm there. asking the All right, guys, here's how the fight works. All right, we failed. Three people left. Two new people joined. Okay, guys, here's how the fight works. All right, we failed. <laughs> Isn't the navel the one where you can get knocked off yes. the platform? Yes, yeah. that's why it's so hard. And then people yeah. need to be at the right position late in the fight, and you don't get to practice it much until that point, so then you wipe, and it's awful <laughs> and amazing. And it's got um, uh, what I would have called until our conversation last night, butt rock going the whole time, and you're grooving, and it's amazing, and I love it. I love oh, the I love Titan it. fight so much. <laughs> the, the music for <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Yeah. Is is like Oh, okay. So the new difficult the higher difficulty is called Unreal. Of course. <laughs> that that makes sense. So does that mean we have a tournament of these fights? No, they release a new one every patch. That child's uh, groan was the reaction to my joke, and it was the appropriate reaction. <laughs> also, I like I like the music in that fight. It's great. Yeah. But, so but remember, awesome. Yeah. But I, I call it butt rock, but then I learned last night butt rock has a different meaning, apparently. So 
What do I Yeah. Um, also, um, Naoki Yoshida announced that the Final Fantasy fourteen announcement showcase is going to be a streamed presentation with announcements for the game on February 5th, 2021. Oh, because they're not going to do a, a fan fest, I bet. Yeah, yeah. at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. So set your alarms or your lady in a box to remind you to watch that. And then in some news that made uh, Michael Apps very, very happy, Saga Frontier is getting a remaster this summer. Um, people on a Facebook group that I follow said that somebody must have some dirt on somebody at Square Enix, which is why Saga games keep being released. <laughs> yeah, it's whoever approved The Quiet Man. Now they have to approve all these games. <laughs> yes, I, I'm down with that conspiracy theory. <laughs> And I'm happy with that conspiracy theory because I love <laughs> Saga games too, and Saga Frontier was very good. Um, it's going to be announced worldwide with Japanese and English text in summer of 2021 for PC, PS4, Switch, iOS, and Android. Going to have updated graphics, an eighth playable character, and events in high new events and high speed mode. I hope that they retain some of the bugs in this game. This is Saga some of the- Frontier, you said. Yeah, for the it was the original PlayStation game. PlayStation one. Right. So um, what, I, and then the the good one was Saga Unlimited, or which is the no, PS2 no, one or no? Nobody liked the PS2. Oh, that's the bad one. one. Okay, All right. yeah. I can't keep it straight. I haven't played any of these. So yeah, nobody liked the PS2 one. I don't th- think everyone just liked that. Got it. But um, the, this one was really good, though. I if a lot of people were like me that got this thinking that it was going to be a Final Fantasy VII clone, and then did not know what the hell to do. That's when I played it way back in the day, and I was very frustrated. And yeah, saga games pretty much play like Western RPGs, where they just kind of plunk you in the world, and you got to find your own stuff. The only saga game I've played is one of those Game Boy Final Fantasy Adventure games, mm-hmm. and those are weird. Yeah, I think that's coming out soon. Oh. The tr- the remake. Or oh, no, the, right. The re-release anniversary. of those ones. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. But really, we don't need those I really again. enjoyed... The, I liked the story of 2. I really enjoyed the original Saga 3. Mm-hmm. But Saga 3... Or Which Final Fantasy Saga Legends 3? Oh, Legends 3. Okay. Goodness. Yeah. Played a lot... Had a leveling system more similar to a traditional Final Fantasy. Yeah, Saga 3 is the most unsaga of the entire series. Oh, <laughs> well, they remade it. Yeah, they did a DS remake. Yeah, and the remake plays a lot more like how other sagas do. Yeah. But I, I'm curious about this, especially the eighth playable character, which was cut from the original game. Although he was in the original game. Yeah, he he was, but he was meant to be playable. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm... And the, uh, one of the big things I keep seeing when people goes like, "Yeah, that's great and all, but when are we getting a remake of Xeno Xeno Gears?" Wait, what? Xeno Saga? You mean? Xeno no, Gears. To... Oh. Um. Honestly, You're who not? knows? Aren't the? <laughs> about, aren't yeah, all those people? Aren't had, all those people at Monolith now? Like we got Xeno. We had Xeno Gears. Then we had Xeno Saga one, two, three, and mm. now we have Xeno Blade, and. All that attention is on the Xenoblade stuff, so that's that's where they are now. That's that's what you get. 
Yeah, but that's where Nintendo. One person owns all that stuff. If you yeah, actually want to understand all that, yeah. If you want to understand the story that you don't understand from Xenogears, there's write-ups of the book that came out in Japan that explained it all, and you can go read that, and that's all you're going to get. <laughs> and then yeah, you can read the write-ups that explain it in the context of Xenosaga, which is a very similar but technically a different story. <laughs> because screw you. Yeah, but no, that that was some of the comments I've been seeing around is that people really want a Xenogear remake, yeah. you know, for... No, I understand it, that, yeah. Because of all that co- content, too, but that's just not yeah. going to happen because no, of the whole copyright legality issues going on there. That and didn't the game do terrible? Well, um, we've had games get remade that did terribly originally in the U.S., right? Oh, you know, I'm not I'm just sure. talking out of my butt now, so whatever. Um, <sighs> horror RPG Omori is being released in December. This is by developer Omocat and publisher Playism. Um, this is going to be releasing on PC on December 25th for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, it's a surreal psychological horror RPG created using RPG Maker. It does not really look like an RPG Maker game, which, I mean, kind of goes into the story. I mean, this was a Kickstarter back in 2014, so, I mean, it's been going for six years. But, yeah, it's got a weird look to it. It is interesting looking. Yeah, um, there's kind of a market for, like, horror adventure games made in RPG Maker. Yeah. Um, I've watched entire YouTube channels devoted to them, so this kind of looks like it's in that vein. Well, that's like Corpse Party, right? Um, I'm crap. I'm blanking on. I, I think it reminds me of Yumi Nikki, mm. which is one of the more famous freeware uh, horror RPGs or horror games made in RPG Maker. And yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now, and it looks very surreal. So. That's for you horror fans. Um, for Anna News, Mercenaries Blaze English release is coming this month. Cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Anna had to step away. So yeah, yeah that's that, that's one of my favorite like three out of five strategy RPGs. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> praise. I tried to- I tried to play it and I couldn't get into it, but I also don't think I was in an SRPG mood. It, it is, it, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about this game, this series, is like, it does not do anything, there, there's no one thing it does that's outstanding. Like, everything is just kind of competent. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're in the mood for, like a just a very solid SRPG, it fits the bill. It does it really well. Like, it has a good battle system. It's not amazing, outstanding, but it's good. And mm-hmm. the stories are okay, and the characters are okay. They're not amazing, but they're not terrible. It, it falls into this weird little uh, middle ground that that just kind of works. <laughs> but but gets- yeah, it's not. It, it's not going to blow you away. It's not going to be the thing that that gets you into strategy RPGs. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. And, but and what gets to me is that these games go on sale all the time for just dirt cheap. Yeah. They're they're not terribly expensive. They also like I mean they don't overstay their welcome either. They're they're more in the twenty to maybe thirty hour range. So the anti Disgaea. So, yeah, exactly. I mean it's not there's there's a decent bit of heft there. They have a pretty decent class system as well, but mm-hmm. it's not overwhelming or you know it doesn't stick around and is too grindy and you're you're, you're you know like 
totally ready to, for it to be over with either. I think that also helps the fact, you know, it is kind of just kind of the the competent SRPG. Mm-hmm. Like it, it helps that it's not trying to be sixty or eighty hours long. Yeah, we I I'm for games like this. They really need to be more bite sized RPGs like this. But I I think I got into it because Mac really liked the original one. I think it was it may have been re- even released on mobile originally before it got like 3ds then it was on uh 3ds eShop. yeah and now, now they're over on switch yeah um this one is coming out on switch on december 17th and I, I knew anna was really excited about it and yeah i need to get into this series more i just i need like you said you need to be in the right mood for it and lately i've been in the mood for other SRPGs, but I digress. And, and these and, games not don't really have like a continuing story. Well, I mean the first three kind of do, but like mm-hmm. you can you can jump right in. This one is totally divorced from those, and you can jump right in and play it and not be missing anything in terms of story. And then, in the last bit of news, some sad news: uh, Casey Hudson and Mar- Mark Darrow are leaving Bioware. I feel like Casey just came back, but I guess he's been there for three years now. Three years now, yeah, yeah. I I felt the same way. I looked that up, and I was like, I thought he had just came. Oh, but he was the studio head now, and now he's like out. Um, Yeah, is that Anthem Fallout, or did he come in post Anthem? He came in, I think, right before Anthem came out, so that wasn't his fault. But they haven't released anything really since Anthem. Right. Well, Anthem I mean, it was a big investment being, for them. But they're yeah, working Anthem on it. Is still, yeah. Supposedly, they're still working on revamping Anthem, but they haven't really said they're anything working about on it. revamping Anthem. They're working on a new Dragon Age. They're working on a new Mass Effect. But I'm guessing that stuff's not going well. Yeah. <laughs> or it's not exactly it wasn't enough to keep their interest, that's for sure. <laughs> So yeah, they decided to leave. When the, the, the head of the studio is leaving, the person who is in charge of Dragon Age was leaving. leaving at the same time. I, after after the the turd that was well, you know the the financial turd that Anthem was like it's it's not going well at Bioware. After, after the past few years, we've done a good job of being wrong about declaring Blizzard as being dead or done making good games. Um, I'm feeling more and more confident that we're finally at the point where we could declaratively say that BioWare's done making good games. Well, I, Man. I, I don't know if we want to go down that route, but EA does have that long history of like buying up companies and slowly kind of like squeezing Destroy life out them. of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, that was a it's a different start. industry. That's so many years. It's like it's hard to believe someone can be effective at destroying subsidiaries that have been purchased for that long of a period of time. But I guess you know EA they they're able to pull it off. Good job, guys. EA matters, <laughs> and well, they they got their sports games to keep them keep the money rolling in, so it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But they hey, we're getting price. more Plants vs Zombie shooter games, right? So <laughs> everything's fine. Popcap's fine. So you think in a, you think in a couple of years we're going to have another addition to that image of the picture of EA shooting Bioware in the back of the head, and you see the hole at the bottom, and it's got oh, who, Maxis and Bullfrog and all the other companies that they've just <laughs> destroyed, murdered. I don't know. The Sims is still going strong. That's still putting out a good product that people like. So I don't know. Uh, Sim City was not great. <laughs> Sim City doesn't exist anymore. 
Yeah, no, they actually put something in The Sims that people are like, we have all these other things we want. Why are you putting this crap in? I think it was the Star Wars stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. And people are like, I just want all the stuff that Sims 3 had. Well, but we want to do something new. No. That's just, you know, well, okay, except for the that's Star fan. Wars. You're right. I was just going to say that's dealing with fans, but the Star Wars thing is kind of EA's fault because <laughs> this they've got this Star Wars license with with Disney. They have to put out a bunch of things. <laughs> that that has to cost a fortune, so you got to yeah. use that license. Yeah. Well, they're probably contractually obligated to put out a number of Star Wars properties too. Probably. Those things get weird. <laughs> yeah, so that was- licenses are are tough businesses. So uh, that was all of the news, and now we've got briefs. Um, <clears throat> Darkest Valley to hit Steam Early Access in Spring 2021. This is by Pseudo Games, and this is a 2.5 action RPG. Is it a Dark Souls clone? It kind of looks more like uh, something Vanillaware would put oh, out. Okay. Um, Pseudo randomly generated maps and four story. But can maps. I understand the plot in this game? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> That'll tell you if it's Vanillaware or not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's going to be available for PC for $14.99 and is not known how long it's going to spend in early access. Um, Death Tales is launching for Switch in early December. Did you say Death Tales or DuckTales? Woohoo. No, Death Tales. Oh, okay. Though Disney did cancel the new DuckTales remake. They canceled it or they finish it? They they canceled it. Oh. But um, Death Tales is going to be on the Nintendo eShop on December 3rd for 10 bucks, And it is a game that was launched for Steam earlier this year, a 2D action RPG in the developer's play universe following Plague Road and War Theater. Uh, you can check that out. We've got a Black Legend demo available by developer Warcave. Um, Black Legend is a tactical RPG um, going to be available for download for the PC via Steam and lets players check out about the first hour of the game. We've got a five-minute trailer. trailer. This is um, inspired by 17th century folklore and stories from Belgium and the Netherlands. And then we've also got another demo, the Dreadlands demo on Steam. This is by developer Black Fox Studios. Uh, This is another tactical RPG with a free demo. And players can pick from unique factions who are out to wage war and take control of the post-apocalyptic world. Um, It was released for PC on March 10th. And then... Swords of Gargantua, this is a PSVR game that's coming in December. Um, well, that still exists? See... Yeah. Do those even that work on PS5s? Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. there's oh. an adapter that you can get. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to pick up a PSVR on Black Friday, but I didn't even see them on sale. <laughs> so... What? That feels like a missed opportunity too, but I guess yeah. Sony's got all sorts of those going on right now. <laughs> yeah, because I really want to play Beat Saber. I've heard that Beat Saber's good exercise. Why but... is everybody out of stock of electronics? It's like the demand just so high because we're all cooped up in our houses. Is that what's going I, on? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I imagine that a lot of the production places are shut down or have limited production. 
But regardless sorts of gargantuous seas, players teaming up against three others in cooperative battles against the forces of a race of giants called the Gargantua. It also features um, sing- single-player missions and was originally released for the Vive, Rift, and Quest. Cool. Coming out on December 8th for 30 bucks. So it's not even a new game. <laughs> no. <laughs> And then story is a story of seasons. Pioneers of Olive Town is going to get more characters and images. Marvel Wait, is, is that, released. That's not out yet, right? That's no. A, that's all right. Let's see, it's supposed to come out uh, in Japan on February twenty fifth, with North American and European releases on March twenty third, twenty twenty one. Okay. And lots of pictures of all the new waifus and husbandos. And then, speaking of which, Rune Factory also has more characters that are introduced. They're working on two games at once? Goodness. Yep. All right. so, I don't know where Anna is. I don't, I'm, she's I a, she's Rune... AFK. She needed to okay. go rest. She's in pain. I see. I couldn't remember if Rune Factory and Story of Seasons had like a different team working on them or not. Yeah, they're probably different teams. Uh, I'm but, pretty sure they do, yeah. But Rune Factory is going to launch in Japan for Nintendo Switch on May 20th and is expected to see a North American release sometime in 2021. Okay. Um, Maglam Lord hits Japan in March. On March 18th, 2021, this is a uh, game that was written by Summon Knight series writer Kaimayu Miyakozuki and follows Kilazark, a demon lord who has lost his power. And yeah, I can see the Summon Knight art influence in the trailer in this. The the, the dev team also has worked on Summon Knight games before, yeah. so yeah, a lot of Summon Knight people on it. You think Vic so, Arland will try to do a pod, or oh Kickstarter for this one? <laughs> there, there you go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. There's no real talk of a Eastern or Western release, so we'll see. Um, the Irregular Corporation is set to publish The Good Life in spring. This is a debt repayment life simulation RPG where players control Nami, a photographer from New York, who uh, takes a job at a newspaper company. Um, she goes to this town in rural England, and there's a murder, and you have to investigate it. Um, this life simulation game is planned to launch in spring 2021 for PC, PS4, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. Is this the one where you, people turn into cats or dogs? Correct. Is this the yeah. good life? This is the swearing one. Yeah, yeah good okay. life. Yep, that's the one. You get to choose. Well, at a, one point you were going to choose if you're cat mode or dog mode, but now I think it might be more malleable than that. So Yeah. Um, the deck building RPG... What is this game? <laughs> Deck building RPG Deck of Ashes is coming to consoles. This was originally on PC, and now it's going to be coming to Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch in spring. Has new characters. Um, takes place in a world that has been affected by an event known as the Ash Curse, and you fight with cards. Oh, and has a procedurally generated world with different biomes and permadeath. So have fun with that. Um, we've got a dystopian game show RPG called Lethal Running. Announced for early access. Gee, I wonder what movie this was inspired by. Inspired by the Running Dawson. Man. Uh, 
Yeah, when I was watching the trailer for this, I'm like, this looks just like the Running Man. Oh, it <laughs> says Running Man right in the title. Yeah. Um, the early access version is going to be available for PC via Steam beginning in January. And then an exact full re- release date has not been revealed. And it sees a player in a brutal game show having to defend themselves against body bounty hunters and survive the harsh realities of a wasteland. No hmm. word if Arnold's going to be in it or not. Or an Arnold clone. A Arnold Cohen voiced by a voice alike, like in uh, Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> um, we've got Greedfall heading to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. This was the uh, fictional 17th century magical island game with uh, see, a player-created character travels to Tier Friday in search of a cure for an incurable disease and are originally released on the PS4, Xbox, and PC. So they're working on a version for the next generation consoles. And then Life and Suffering of Sir Bronte starts with a free prologue. <clears throat> this is a free downloadable prologue for their choice-driven narrative, narrative RPG Um, It's set in a fantasy world where a person's fate is determined by their station at birth. Um, Let's see what... I think the free downloadable prologue is available now, according to the story, and the actual game is going to be released for PC sometime in 2021. Um, Boot Hill Heroes is getting a release on Switch. They had originally released uh, Boot Hill Bounties, I found it weird that oh. they put the sequel on the Switch before they put the original. Yeah, but they had to do a lot of work to port the original, I think. Yeah. Because it was written but, for that PlayStation Mobile thing. Oh, oh, right. That's right. That's right. That's where the name came from. Uh, that, that's why it sounded familiar. So Boot Hill Heroes is coming to, the, to Switch on December 15th, 2020. And it is the... First game in the series mm-hmm. with Boot Hill Bounties as, as its sequel, and it's inspired by Earthbound. And now, it's now different that I, than Earthbound, though, but yeah, it's inspired by it, and it's Western. And, so, and now that I don't dislike Earthbound anymore, I might check this out. Same composer as our podcast theme. I Ooh, think. wait, is this the Dale North one or the Vert one? Then maybe I should check before I say anything. I, I can't remember, and I just closed the tab. Okay. <laughs> um, Moving King, on. King Arthur, A Knight's Tale is going to be arriving to Steam Early Access in January. Uh, this is following a successful Kickstarter crowd starting campaign, and, and it's going to be January 12th, and then spend a few months in Early Access before fully launching on PC with releases on PS5 and Series X to follow. This puts player in the role of Sir Modred, King Arthur's nemesis. You don't get a lot of tales talking about Modred, do you? No. Um, He was able to kill Arthur, and Arthur struck back with his dying breath. However, they both still live, and the Lady of the Lake brings Modred back in order to finish off Arthur, or whatever his body has become. Got 30 different heroes over five different classes. Sounds sounds interesting. Um, Brigadine, the the Legend of Rune Sierra is going to get a PS4 demo and a Switch update. The free demo for the PS4 version of Brigadine is um, launching. Uh, wait, I'm misreading this. Um, 
The demo is going to have a training mode to familiarize Ooh. players with the game in a trial mode. And the game itself launches on December 10th. And then the free update for the Switch version. Um, where does it say that? Kelly, is that King Arthur game an action RPG? I, I don't know. There it's wasn't any. The, it's from Neocore, the people who did Van Helsing and um, uh, the Victor Vran, right? I I guess the uh, <clears throat> the story did not have any screenshots or uh, video, so I couldn't really tell what it looked like. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought I I on Brigadine two games. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. There, there's a free update for the game, which is available now for the Nintendo Switch, and it's going to be included in the day one patch for the PlayStation 4 version, uh, which is going to include a custom difficulty mode, new high-level monsters, quality of life upgrades, and bug fixes. I wonder if those quality of life upgrades include making the game fun. <laughs> All right. So, uh, corrections. Number one, the... Podcast or the composer for the Boot Hill Heroes games is Vert, not Dale North, so not the same as our podcast theme. Number two, Neocore Games did not do Victor Vran; they only did Van Helsing and Inquisitor Martyr and some other things. Uh, uh, number three, the King Arthur game is a tactical RPG. Okay. There we go. Thank you, Alex, for fixing all the bad things that come out of my mouth. Th- thank you, and. You know, I wonder if this trial mode in the demo that they're doing for the PS4 so version. This is back to Brigandine now. We're yeah. doing the demo on PS4. Yeah. Yeah, and it has a trial mode where players start the game in easy mode and then last for 10 seasons. I wonder if it would have taught me about the game a little bit better and made me actually enjoy the Switch version. Because I played the demo for that and I didn't, I was very bored. So I don't know. Um,. We've also got uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, Episode 6, launching next week. Ah, we're Uh, finally catching up. This is for the Western regions on December 9th, and the free update includes, uh, or continues the game's storyline and includes new classes, quests, and enemies. Also uh, makes the level cap 95. I remember playing Fantasy Star 2 earlier this year. For some reason, I I I just don't want to play it anymore, and I should, but... I don't. I, I remember playing it too and not having very much. You fun. did not like it at all. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was a hassle to get on my machine, and then it wasn't worth it <laughs> for me. I did not have that strong of opinion, but I haven't come back to it either. <laughs> um, for both of you, Stadia. Players, um, Vol- <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles Four is going to be on Stadia. That's the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one it of is. these I, one of these time one of these weeks, there's going to be an announcement of a game that's going to come out on Stadia, and Stadia is just going to shut down before it even releases. <laughs> I hope so. You know, they're just going to pull <laughs> the plug one Monday. It's not that I like, want oops. misery for everyone involved. It's just I expect it, and yeah. it's going to be so fun to watch happen. Be like, we were right. It's good to I know mean, some things are predictable. Uh, so, I'm surprised they're still supporting it. It really hasn't we done all well are. anything I've heard. Yeah, Google, uh, Google so. has so much money they can kind of forget hey, about things for a while. This is the Phil Harrison project it. now. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Who? Uh, old Sony guy. Doesn't matter. Oh, uh, okay. 
So if you really want to play Valkyria Chronicles 4 on Stadia, the good news is that it's the complete edition that includes all of the bonus content and add-on missions, and it's going to release on December 8th. The bad news is that this is going to be $49.99. $49.99. So a two-year-old game. Three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, three years old, $49.99. That's that seems to like just a recipe for success. Lots of sales. <laughs> but also, yeah, I'm sorry, I miss. Oh, for Valkyria, goodness. Did anyone what, like what? Valkyria th- four? Is it good? Yeah. Okay, yes, good. At least good. it's a good game. All right, then come out as many ways as you want. I don't care. Because I remember hovering over the buy button for the Switch version at like eleven bucks. Yeah. Oh, so you should jump on that. It sounds like yeah, right. No kidding. It is a. It's a really good game. It, I it, still it need didn't to, do well. I need to play Sega. all the other it's ones. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. First, you don't. You one. don't need to. I want to play, play one and then two. I don't think we got three, but then we can get four, right? We did not get three. Like, I, don't nah, play no, the don't, bad. Don't play Valkyria Revolution or whatever, though. Oh God, no! Definitely don't play that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> definitely don't do that. That don't doesn't do that. exist. We don't speak. We don't speak of that one. I, I see that game for sale all the time, particularly the collector's edition. I, I'll bet you money that I go to Best Buy today and I see his collector's edition still standing in the corner, just being sad. Yeah, they they made a lot of those. I bought one of those. That that wasn't a good buy, but <laughs> and it's like I get like, oh, it's twelve bucks. So like I should get it now. Josh says that this game doesn't exist. No, not even as a curiosity. Get four. Get four. It's very good. You don't need to play the first one before playing four. But Maybe we to. need to do a backtrack on Revolution just to talk about no. its badness. No. Okay. I, I will suffer for the community. You could do you could do Revolution and you could do the the vampires versus Nazi werewolves ones or whatever. Oh, lost. Yeah, yeah. We could lost do all yet. these. Re- Revolutions isn't one of those that's like entertainingly bad. It's just it's bad. Then there's that game oh. Anna bought with all the countries that are women. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Oh, God. I am blanking on the name of that Xbox game now. I have it. And I have the strategy guide. Oh, this is an easy one. Um, werewolves, Nazis, vampires. This will come right Operation up. Darkness. There you go. Okay. Yes. Because the hardcore gaming It didn't come right that. up. It was the fifth result. Before that, we had a lot of white wolf results. Because yeah, that's, yeah, all right. Well, because Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One did an article about that, and they said that it came out around the same time as Valkyria Chronicles, and that it played just like Valkyria Chronicles and wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. No, it's horrible. <laughs> I think I played three maps before I said this was shit. I am not touching this ever again. Not touching it ever again. Okay. It's I stand a, corrected. And our, our last brief of the afternoon. Well, just just to give you an idea, each map is like hundreds and hundreds of tiles big yeah. and very small movement. I I played the demo and I got run over by a tank. I, 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 Kelly I got, got ran over by a, by a Valkyria. <laughs> yeah, I got blown. I had a character die because I walked onto a mine. That was buried in snow, and you couldn't even. There was no way to know it was there. 
So yeah, Operation Darkness. <laughs> Quality um, stuff. Legend is heading to consoles. This is by 505 Games and Magnus Games. This is a life sim monster raising RPG hybrid. Um, currently in Steam Early Access and is going to be for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, along with the PC for a full release in 2021. Um, this has a player creating their own hero with no memories, and he's learning survival skills, and you learn how to tame and breed magical creatures called Magnus. Sounds very cute. I would like to try this out. But that being said, that is all the news. That's the news. And briefs. And the briefs. Not bad for two weeks. Yeah. Not as bad as our last time we took a week off. Yeah, that's what happens when it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that and we had two consoles released. That kind of, with not much as far as RPGs actually releasing on them. Not so much. Get Yakuza. That, that, that's, that's pretty much the one. That's the big one. Or Assassin's Creed. And then Cyberpunk next week. Speaking of, there are games that have come out and Ooh, are coming what out, came right? Out? All right. We've got things that came out that we missed. Kronos Before the Ashes for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. There's more Stadia for you. Empire of Sin for PC, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Shira and the Wanderer, The Tower of Fortune, and The Dice of Fate. That's a long title. All of them have been long. Yeah. Um, Taiko, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Is that an expansion for the Taiko game on Switch? Or is it? I think it's a new one. It's the new one. Okay. Cool. Um, Death Tales for Switch. We talked about that earlier. Ooh. Um, Morbid the Seven Acolytes, which sounds like a children's story, but meaner. Um <laughs> Haven for PC, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Oh, is that the the one with the couple? Is that finally out? Oh, is that out? I think that's what that is. Is that out, Anna? Everywhere except Switch. Which is fine, because it's a co-op game, so we can play it together on another platform. Alright. Dragon Quest 11S for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's on Game Pass, right? That is, yeah. At least on console. I don't know if it is on PC or not. Mm. But I know have, it's on oh. Xbox. We have Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. That's that old Fire Emblem game. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night for iOS and Android. That's the the 8-bit one? Or is it the ri- full... I don't know. Is Bloodstained the Ritual of the Night the real one? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. I've I've only barely like night. tipped a pinky toe into the world. It sounds of like Symphony. Yeah, that's the full one. That's the big boy game. Um, so now it's not on iOS and Android. Interesting. Probably performs better than it does on the Switch. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Burn. Burn. I I kind of want to know some performance numbers on that. Like, did mm. they unlock that one to to go crazy or not? All right. Not PS4 yet either on Ritual of the Night? Really? No, nah, I think he was talking about one of the other games. Oh, okay. I was think Haven. All right. Yeah, not on PS4. Right. Yeah. But it's on PS5. 
That's and weird. Xbox One, which we do have. All right. Coming out this week, Monster Sanctuary for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Swords of Gargantua for PSVR. Destiny 2 must be a new expansion for Destiny 2. Coming it's, out coming to the, it's coming to the next gen. Or oh, Destiny gen. 2 hits the next gen console. N- current gen. Current, current gen. Yeah. PS5 and Xbox Series X. Wood Salt for PC and Switch. Brigandine, The Legend of Runes, Runes, Runersia, which we were talking about, PS4. Valkyria Chronicles 4 for Stadia. And Cyberpunk 2077, it's this week for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Is everyone excited? Watch it get delayed. One, as soon as it's time for me to actually play Cyberpunk, I lose all my hype for it. What's wrong with me? All right. Um, wow. All right. I don't... I don't think it's going to get delayed again because people on Reddit were saying that they were getting their copies early. Yeah, I think well, the preload has started too, so it's actually yeah. happening. It's really happening. Yeah. Well, some of the earliness was because the gold, uh, you know, the gold copy went, so that means all the um, all the physical distribution was getting theirs, and they had to start shipping them because, yeah, that that was a whole mess. Oh, okay. Delightful. Well, yeah. so what are you going to play this week, everyone? What about you, Tam? Um, definitely, uh, I'm going to be touching all my daily, weekly stuff in WoW, definitely, for Shadowlands. Sure. Um, new patch for Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'll be jumping into that. Feet, knees, ankles first, uh, maybe even head. And shoulders, um, knees th- and toes, knees and toes? Knees and toes. Um <laughs> And then uh, definitely playing some more Criminal Girls on the Vita. That's been uh, my... I am stuck on hold for this emergency room for five minutes game. Okay. Tam has to report COVID results. <laughs> so COVID, strap, yeah. mycoplasma. But let's be real. COVID right now. <laughs> lots of COVID. <laughs> lots and lots of COVID. All right. Um, let's see. What about you, Kelly? Um, more WoW, more God Wars. Okay. Uh, Josh? I'm going to do my best to try and get myself to not get distracted by all the side quests and try and make some actual progress in Yakuza. <laughs> oh, yeah? We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's going to work. Uh huh. Er. I have giant vacuum cleaners, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Have I you really gotten the lobster summon? Oh, of course. Is that like the first summon you get, I assume? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the first summon you get in the game is the, the crawfish summon or whatever. Yeah, it's great. Was oh, it yeah. actually crawfish and not lobster? Yeah. We thought crawfish. it was lobster this whole time. We were wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah, they come out of the river in the in the city. So, yeah, it's crawfish. They come and attack people for you. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, it's this. more. Go ahead. Oh yeah, more WoW. Just it, it. I've you know, I've come to terms a while back that I can't play all the games, and I think despite the fact that Cyberpunk is coming out, um, unexpectedly, I'm enjoying WoW, so I'm going to continue with that, and then maybe I'll do Cyberpunk over the Christmas break or something. We'll see. Yeah. While while we've been doing this, I actually sold all of normal Tomb of Sargeras. Good for you. Woo-hoo. You, that's uh, two expansion old content you're doing by yourself. Isn't that good? Transmog for the Transmog win. Transmog for the win. <laughs> I 
I need to do that on my rogue, but I need to level my rogue first. Ah. All right. Well, I guess we'll let you all get back to it. Thanks for joining us this week. Twitch.tv slash RPGamers, where you can catch the show live if you download this. Uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Find us on your favorite podcatcher of your choice. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. I think we're on all of them now. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, right. Comment on our question of the week. What one game do you really want for Christmas? Or insert your end of year holiday of choice here. Doesn't need to be an RPG. Just let us know. And yeah, thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week for uh, more. Keep, keep tuned to the channel. Uh, Sh- JC Servant will be starting up his streaming here if you are interested. Um, I don't know if there was a consensus on what game you were playing there, uh, JC. Looks like either Operentia or Dragon Age Origins, right? So, one of those. Check that out and stay tuned. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.